0: Welcome everyone to We Have Issues, our weekly comic book podcast that opens the vault, feels the boom, weathers the aftershock, and marvels at every issue released this week. I'm your host, Keith, and I'm joined by my stalwart psychic, who is always at my side, Ho Sway.
1: As busy as I've been, it was not going to stop me from reading 95% of my comics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm very glad you did, because I need someone to talk to about them. Good. But I'm not just joined by Josue today, we are joined by a special guest, yep. our good friend Case from Certain POV.
2: Woo. Hey everyone, Welcome. Uh, thanks, for,
0: thanks for having me on. I'm I'm excited to have you on because it seems like every time I do an issues one of us sends a message to the other about the news I'm talking about be like oh you heard about that oh that looks great then so I'm like Screw it cut out the middle man case is going to join us as we talk about the comic book news this week
2: hell yeah yeah I'm excited I'm also a bit going to be like just reacting because I've Husway and I have both been working crazy schedules so like <laughs> I've been like checking out twitter every now and then but i have not had the chance to, like read any of the articles that i've seen but, yeah. so i have like headlines
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, it's mostly gonna be headlines and i'll be honest with you like a lot of this is going to be like i want your guys's reaction that's what i'm looking for so i think it'll be good uh but we also we're going to start with some independent comic book news uh top cow with image of course is launching a new anthology uh, about soldier stories it's going to be called super soldiers and it's going to be written by military veterans Which is really interesting. It's going to be conflicts from like Vietnam era all the way up to Afghanistan. And well, the thing that hooks me is their accounts based on the real life experiences will be reimagined in a variety of genres, including sci fi and horror. And that kind of hooks me a little bit. I'm like, that's a really cool idea to see how they would do that. Like the horror, especially obviously, because war is terrible and like how that would feel like. So. Yeah, really cool. Uh so Josue, that sounds like something you would probably dig like the horror especially, right? I would have to like, dig into it for a second. It
1: for sure has a particular audience. So I I'll, I'll like yeah. wait and see what when it comes out.
0: Yeah, it definitely has a chance and obviously I don't want to I don't I'm not trying to like push some kind of military thing, you know, I'm not No, yeah, that. and I get you. That, but what I, what I think I'm it's an about. interesting idea. Mm-hmm. And I like that Billy Tucci and Mark Silvestri can do the covers, two people that I really like. Yeah. So uh, what do you think case like sounds interesting, right?
2: Yeah, no, definitely sounds interesting. I am a little hesitant uh, with some of these genres that they might be doing like mm-hmm. uh, like horror easily like, OK, yeah, that's going to be cool. You can really imagine like a, a really scary thing happening in a war kind of thing. Fantasy, that's when you start like potentially having some risks of like demonizing some some people or anything like yeah, that. And, like sci-fi has kind of the same effect with like, yeah. oh, it's like well, we were fighting all these like bug people but who were you really fighting? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Starship
0: Troopers up in this. Um, Yeah.
2: Like little concerned about that. But that said, if it was like a Starship Trooper scenario and it's like meant to be either satirical or to like point out the flaws with the military industrial complex and like by way of the lens of a fantasy setting or a sci-fi setting, I'm all for it. So I guess it kind of depends on the viewpoint. And I realize that a lot of my concerns are like, my politics and how I view like the military and like, yeah. a, as kind of a, a, this weird machine
0: now. <laughs> right. I got you. <laughs> yeah.
2: He said so much better what I was thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one thing that jumps out at me is uh, one of the writers this is going to be Jalissa Conway, who was in the cyber warfare. Off, mm-hmm. she was a cyber warfare officer maybe that'll be like the sci-fi one and that'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool oh yeah you know? and then one of the other ones Megan, <laughs> it's like burke, a tron
2: version of <laughs> <just yeah. laughs> ha- like what was supposed to be hackers but
0: <laughs> and one of the others megan burke she wrote for outlander so maybe okay. she did get the fantasy one you know so at least like experienced deft hand in those genres i guess like would make sense and the, oh and the one that was in the cyber warfare she wrote for like gray's anatomy and uh, they're they're all writers they're all actual writers and stuff so that's pretty cool yeah but that one jumped out at me. Uh, the other one, uh, other bit of independent news that I'm going to throw out there. Uh, unfortunate day. And it seems like we got an announcement of one of these every week, hostway, but Eric Jones, uh, the creator of Little Gloomy, and also the artist for uh, Batman. Uh, was it Brave and the Bold, I believe it was? Oh. Uh, has passed away, unfortunately. Um, he was in his 50s, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. You'll probably recognize it. I think the thing most people, like, they didn't list it on this right here, but... The thing that jumps at me is Supergirl, the the, the YA version of Supergirl. Okay. Um, and, he, yeah, he was the one behind that. And that's the one that always jumps out at me. I'll throw you the link so you guys can check it in the chat. It's about halfway down. But I remember this cover. Oh, I yeah. iconically remember this cover, actually. Right. Yeah, and it was Brave and the Bold. I just checked. And he also did Star Wars Adventures. So, uh, fortunately, he did pass away, um, which, you know it's just always awful losing an artist. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that is producing things that people love. So especially something that, you know, people grew up with, you know, that's unfortunate. So,
2: and and so young, you know, like with with some of these, like you, you know, it's sad, but it's like, well, but they had a long career, but like, uh, 51 is like, still like just getting to be well-known at that point. Right.
0: Like we just watched DJ. We just lost DJ Lima and he was in his thirties. Yeah. Like and one of the best colorists going. So for sure. uh, all right, but I want to get that out of the way so we can talk about a little happy news. Let's start with some DC stuff. Hostway, me and Case talked about this very briefly. I'm very excited to get your opinion. Warner Brothers Discovery has announced they're moving forward with a sequel to 2005's Constantine. Oh, yeah. With, I- with Star Keanu Reeves returning and Francis Lawrence as director. I
1: did pass by this, so now that we get to talk about it, it's real, or else you, you wouldn't talk about it. This is so sick, but it's like, is it too late? It's like I, I really, I just, I don't <laughs> want it to be, like, too late, like, Sin City 2 too late. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want that, like, because... That's an amazing comparison.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I love the first one, and yeah everybody's been waiting for a we're waiting for a sequel for that one and there was like a really good window for it so but maybe like a older rugged weary constancy would be cool but i hope it's it's like it's i hope he's just not rehashing all of these i like, just like bill and ted's and Matrixes, just rehashing all these old class uh, classics of his and then being well yeah kind of okay
0: that's kind of what he's been doing lately. Is I I love Keanu, Reeves, so I feel like he's yeah, been finding a little bit lately. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, well, I, I mean, hope we, it,
2: we are like, living in the Keanuissance. Like, <laughs> like he has gone through, you know, such a long time of being like this underrated actor and like all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, he's actually really nice and he's like does cool movies." And like it it like isn't it weird that, that all these movies from the past that he was in we happen to love and like now he's like kind of coming back. I mean, like the first Constantine, uh, Matt Storm and I had talked about doing as an episode of another pass where nice. we both looked at it and were like, well, it was not critic. Like it was not that critically successful and it was definitely not commercially successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we actually looked at it, we're like, at, there's nothing we didn't really have any notes like the only real thing that we had to say was just like it came out in that drought period where it was like oh fuck yeah we're getting a daredevil movie (laughs) (laughs) you know like where we just didn't have that many pickings for comic book movies and the audience wasn't primed to go see like comic book stuff like people compared constantine to the matrix a lot because it was a keanu reeves thing not comparing it for comic book things right you know i think he did fine in the role especially now that i you know i've read that they wanted a like a British actor for the lead and they just couldn't get someone locked in. That was like the studio would also go for and thank it. Thank God so, they didn't know. force
1: him. Oh my God. There, <laughs> to was, the no
2: way, there was no way. He oh no. that oh, no. yeah, worked out so well. The <laughs> There's no way he improved since then. <laughs> but I, I think an older Keanu actually kind of can fit the part better now. Like he was like a little too baby faced oh, yeah. to be as jaded as he was in the first movie. And now it's like, <laughs> okay, well eight, like despite the jokes, H has caught up to him somewhat. So yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I think he'll work pretty well in that regard. And I think people are more primed to have him have like some cool action scenes, like some John wick stuff, but with like demons I, yeah. I'm here for, I, th- I think that'll be cool. Uh, and I, you know, I think Constantine as a character is always like a fun excuse for the, for like weird MacGuffins and like creativity <laughs> and stuff. So I, I hope that there's like complex, elaborate, like, rituals and traps and so forth that they've figured out you know like mechanical ways to put the salt circle out out or stuff like that just to like like, yeah i I think there's i I think as a property it it would translate really well to movies and we just you know we had a perfectly fine one that didn't catch on so i'm happy (laughs) to hear about it i love the first one like a lot
1: like i'll defend that one i get we didn't have like the the actual british constant team but for like this like westernized portrayal of the character like it's, it's literally constantly in, in LA He never went anywhere else uh, I fucking I fucking loved it I, I just, I'll yeah. always defend that movie so yeah having like a more tenured and now in this comic book world comic book movie world please give me all the eas- easter eggs that the first one was kind of lacking that I, would True. have been super dope
0: like a Dr. Fate Hillman or something anything um, yeah as, as long as they bring Gavin Rosdell back I'm fine so <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up god this 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 headline gave me chills in the bad way like I, I was like oh god no harley quinn is about to meet the harley who laughs oh yeah Fuck, i don't, like I don't want words. this i don't like <laughs> I look and look this at all <laughs> i
1: passed by the cover and it's like oh like, the hell oh, good,
0: <laughs> oh good <laughs> look i'm really enjoying the harley quinn book and i really hope this doesn't ruin it um god i don't even want to look at the details i just want to read the headline to what you what issue cool. is it on
1: right now because it'll yeah. happen in 25
0: yeah it's gonna be on 25 i don't i can't remember exactly what issue it's on right now mm-hmm. it was it didn't come out this week so i can't remember yeah so but they went through they had an issue every week for like a month there it was weird uh, okay so, yeah uh next up and me and case also talked about this really briefly dc is celebrating stanley's 100th birthday by doing a massive special re-release of all of his just imagines of his versions of the DC heroes, which are amazing in many ways, both good and bad. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm probably going to pick this up. I know, Case, I think you said you're going to
2: pick this up. Oh, yeah, I'm really. definitely picking this
1: up. Are these yeah. just covers or what's it going to be?
0: No, it's a re-release of all the books he wrote.
1: Oh, no shit. Okay, cool. Because I always, new stories. I guess, Oh, yeah, nice.
0: with this, yeah
1: yeah I, yeah i was passing by like the covers and it's like yeah i this is definitely something i missed out on but that batman one was looked very interesting
0: writers to expect um mark wade jerry ordway kenny porter stephanie williams michael conrad becky clunan colin nice. kelly and jackson lansing megan Fitzmartin, steve orlando and zach thompson along with artists lee weeks kevin mcguire jerry ordway carl mostart Juan Ferreira, Anthony Marquez, Pablo Collar, Bellin Ortega, Max Dunbar, and Hayden Sherman, and Jim Chung provides a wraparound cover for the book, which I'm very excited about. So <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. That'd be a fun one for us to review because it's it's so different.
2: Yeah, and, something I'm I'm not uh, familiar with, so I, I would love to jump on that. I a- think you'll so like it, but not it so <laughs> intentionally different from other things that were at the same time at like the tangent comics, mm-hmm. uh, where it was like, here's the name, but we're going to go as far afield as possible. Like, like a lot of the characters are recognizable and then others are just incredibly different. Like, nice. and it, it's, it's a fun mix on that one. I, I'm really curious because it's been a long time since I read it, but <laughs> like, when, when they came out, like, very clearly Stan Lee was applying the Marvel method and like all oh, the artists okay. he was working with would be like, you'd he, be like, here's the synopsis now go draw it. And I'll then add the dialogue <laughs> right. um, and everything. And when, and you could tell because like artists who were used to that would do, you know, the <laughs> like the first Batman book, like feels it was, uh, I think it was Joe Cooper who did the art on that one. Um, yes. And like, so it felt, you know, it felt like a classic Marvel comic. And then Jim Lee does the wonder woman one. And it was like a lot of pinups and <laughs> like, not a lot of story in it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like how, like if they're doing new stuff, like, are they going to like, you know, give us, you know, give us this, like a, the, this Peruvian wonder woman and like a, a proper story that, you know, she was kind of denied by being more of just like, here's a set piece that looks like Promethea. Uh, and yeah. so maybe we'll get some cool stuff there. I, I, you know, I really like their Shazam version, uh, which was more like a dragon that like, like a dragon human kind of character what? that a person could transform. Dude, it's into. bananas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't wait to read it with you. Uh,
2: there the green lantern, which uh, if I remember correctly, the issue was Dave Gibbons on the art on that I one. Originally. Was, yeah. Huh. Uh, and that, that was like this druidic Dr. Manhattan looking character, which was like really interesting and strange. And he was empowered by Yggdrasil. (laughs) So there's some weird (laughs) shit that was going on in there that I would, I would love to like get more stories with. And I I thought it was like a fun universe and it's always been, been set as a world in the, like the new 52 multiverse. Yeah. Uh, And I, you know, but we've just never seen it. And I'm like, you know, like, are we going to have a reckoning with the extremely cop Superman that's in, in that setting? Like, yeah. Right. We were talking about that a bit. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit problematic on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited.
0: And it's crazy how all these things that were commercial failures are coming back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And what was it? We were talking about. Um oh my gosh. Uh my mind went blank. Uh cross gen. Cross gen coming yeah. back. Me and oh Casey yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like so that's really cool. All right. Further DC News. Uh so we know we're getting a Batman spawn crossover. Um <laughs> Yeah, and it's Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo. Which, if you're going to do it, those are the two to do it. Um, yeah. We find out more about it. The bad guy is going to be the Court of Owls.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I'll fuck it.
0: <laughs> they're turning Spawn into a weapon against Batman. They're making him like a Talon. I, I guess, oh, like or they're, a, they're probably going to trick him. You know, Talon like, Spawn. Like, yeah, the Talon
1: suit but giving the Spawn effect. That'd be sick as fuck.
0: Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. I mean, I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> like, I, haven't, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read a spot book since like issue 14, probably. Cool. Like, I I just don't. It's I don't know. I just don't get it anymore. But uh, I mean, I read Batman Bigby. How bad could this be? <laughs> so, you know oh my look? god! And that was recent. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, thank God, like like so far, Fables 151 plus hasn't been that bad. But holy yeah. shit, that was a read. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, like really, you
2: can you know, see the story, the story beats working out where it like Court of vowels, they start doing supernatural stuff. We'll probably get a demon fight at the end kind of thing. Uh, true. You know, like the beats make sense. But also Spawn and Batman have not had good crossovers in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Headshot.
0: <laughs> in more positive DC news, we're going to get a one shot as part of Dark Crisis called Dark Crisis Big Bang, which is a terrible name for the record uh, so it's going to be uh written by uh dan jurgens and uh drawn no written by sorry by mark wade drawn by dan jurgens Jer- and it's going to be setting up this new multiverse that's been creative which is good because we were like what's the significance of this multiverse why should we care they've not told us anything mm-hmm. um the new, newly formed realities are going to include the jurassic league which has been going on <laughs> actually loved by people okay, yeah <laughs> dc mech batman 89 and oh shit dark, dark knights of steel oh sick yes it's gonna be Bring established the DC fucking canon it should be the real dc world that's all i give a shit about like, that's really that's cool. my favorite part. but yeah i think that's cool i think we're gonna get some more information about it um it said and this is one for us also seen as an aquaman andromeda's arthur curry oh that's
1: sick okay honestly yeah. this is a much better idea than having to fucking bring in uh thomas wayne batman every other four years
0: yeah and also kingdom comes magog um superhero Girl version of wonder woman and red sun the red sun version of kal-el sick. so yeah let's establish these okay, as real I'll world take yeah. i'll
2: take more red sun than thomas wayne batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I just would like them to do like a proper Red Sun Superman because normally when they sh- like when he showed up in Countdown for example it was just like here's evil Superman and mm-hmm. it's like no that's not that's entirely not the point of that comic the yeah. point was that he was still trying to do right it's just it was a, a different system
0: It's yeah it's just well that's Countdown <laughs> no, it though, you man. try it, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: Countdown was such a disappointment after 52 <laughs> like, yeah. um last DC News uh how do I put this? There's a certain property related related to Neil Gaiman that doesn't get enough attention. And a lot of people probably don't even realize is a Neil Gaiman property, which is Dead Boy Detectives, mm. um, which is a spinoff of Sandman and when he took over Hell and people weren't able to die. You had this scene with the, the two schoolboys.
1: Nice, yeah. And they
0: couldn't die, yeah. So they got their own thing. They're getting a brand new spinoff series this December. And Hosway it's going to be written by your boy, Sak Pachote. Oh, sick. Cool. Yeah, which is really cool. You guys might know them from The Good Asian. Yep. Which was really good. It's going to be Jeff Stokely drawing, Mikhail Moreto coloring, and lettering by our boy, Hassan El How. So I think it's pretty cool. I, I think it's going to be an interesting idea. I want to see what it's actually going to be about. Uh, it looks like it's um, investigating a Thai American girl's disappearance from her Los Angeles home. And there it so. is.
1: So I'm more curious on what it's going to be saying because Pornstock has yeah. just has been such a great fucking writer. Uh, mm. We're going to yeah, talk about
0: him later in this episode. You, oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's cool. Um, I think it's a good time to capitalize on Sandman with the yeah. show out, you know, and the audio drama, which should not be ignored. By the way, it's I think it's better than the show, and I love the show. So, um, but yeah, I think that sounds like a fun little book. That's six issue mini, so not nice. too big.
2: Now nice. we're going to move yeah, on. I oh, just ahead. reread season of mist, uh, for when I was on, um, fables and reflections, which is our, uh, our Neil Gaiman pod on the certain POV Hell network. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like seeing the kids show up, I was like, yeah, I forgot about the start <laughs> the sub story. Like it's so nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're, it's interesting. And I, I actually have the, the trade for it for the original run and I need to read it. I never sat down to read it. On Reddit, so, but yeah, it should be interesting. It's not gonna be Neil Gaiman handling it, but you know, it is what it is. So, all right, Marvel news. Disney/Marvel. slash Disney Plus Josue, has added spe- or is adding spectacular Spider-Man animated series in October.
1: Oh. Yes. And please everybody everybody <laughs> fucking watch it. Watch it. I was like you really it. undersold that. I knew revive you this show. <laughs> revive this show for the love of god. They were they were three other seasons, three, three other planned seasons with movies to tie in between each season. They were it was supposed to be the most literally spectacular <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> But the fucking Andrew Andrew Garfield uh, movie had to come around, so they had to cancel that one to reboot a new cartoon to call it Ultimate Spider Man and mm. Spectacular Spider Man <laughs> is just
2: too good. Was just too too good. I, I think the listeners just need to understand, just like watching this video call and seeing the gears click in your brain just now. <laughs> it's great. And going it like going, you went from like zero to sixty, and it was amazing. <laughs> I live for that
0: reaction. That's why I tell them nothing before we start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, along with that in october we're also getting out of disney plus the new mutants finally which i will go on record as a better movie than people give it credit for yeah i actually liked it quite a bit i it's flawed it's very flawed (laughs) for sure but it's i liked it and i thought all the actors actors did a good job Mm -hmm. so but yeah case did you ever watch new mutants
2: i actually ended up not seeing it just because you know it was a lot of stuff going on the last couple of years (laughs)
0: It's I get it and I get why people wouldn't want to see it but I thought it, I thought it was handled with some with some depth and um Twitch
1: also yeah. just, also just wanted to see uh just new, literally other mutants so new mutants. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <literally new> mutants
0: <laughs> Yeah and my boy you know Bobby's in it and Sam and you you know my obsession's this way. it's literally five characters I'm obsessed with he, Yeah he,
1: I really liked his portrayal
0: Yeah so that'll be cool it'll be on Disney Plus case you can check it out
2: Yeah yeah it, it was never a thing that I I didn't want to see. It was always like, oh yeah, I want to see that. But also the reviews aren't good. So yeah. it's lower on the queue. And then the queue just yeah. keeps me getting bigger. <laughs>
0: All right. Next up, I'm going to be buying dynamite comic books again, unfortunately, mm. <laughs> uh, because Disney's gargoyles is coming to dynamite.
1: Uh, yeah. That was, oh. <laughs> I like the loudest groan when I fucking saw that one too. <laughs> it's like, why there?
0: We did talk about the announcement, but now we have a first look and it looks really cool. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh yeah, I mean it looks like the
2: show. Yeah, yeah. like the, the cover looks sick. Yeah, some of those covers have looked fucking great.
0: And that was going to be my next thing is they actually released variant covers and I'm going to link you guys to them if you want, including something I never thought I would have and never thought I'd ask for a Jay-Lee Gargoyles cover. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is scary, man. <laughs> I love it. Like, there's so many covers, and they're all really great, and some of them are, like, like a specific style. Like, like um, I'm pretty sure that last one has to be Tony or Trish from Stray Dogs. It looks like it, right?
3: Was, oh, Bronx, it is, it, it is Tony
0: Fleeks. It is Tony Fleeks. Yeah, I just looked. The one with them, like, running in the, like, the one looks very cartoony, very
2: Disney cartoon. Yeah, yeah, the one with oh. Bronx.
0: Yeah, they, um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, um, because we love we love Tony and Trish, so yeah, it is Tony. That's really cool. I'm gonna read it. Damn it.
1: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I, 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 I this Jay Lee one though is still just like getting me. Like Lexington has never been scarier, dude. Yeah. Right? I was gonna say Lexington and Broken looks so fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's. I a mean, really, I love really cool. I, I love it all. Like Gargoyles. It, like listeners, if you're not if you haven't watched Gargoyles, go watch Gargoyles. It, yeah. Like it's so good. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen in terms of it's handling of time travel, which is such a mm-hmm. weird thing to say. Yeah. Like it, it, it operates on a all time travel has already occurred. And it's very consistent about that. So so like every time, like there's a thing that you're like, how does that happen? Oh, it's because like, there's already things that we know about. It's like one of the best goddamn cartoons of its time.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's a really, a really weird era of, of animation because it was after the real golden age of Disney. It was slightly after that. And I liked it because we got a couple little darker cartoons at that point that are really not appreciated. So yeah.
1: Timona was like my first like secret crush. Like I knew it wasn't safe to say like, yo, I'm into this, but it's just like (laughs) Timona just had that hold on me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to talk about midnight Suns number one later, but we did get a preview of midnight Suns Number three, it's over to Sway where we're going to dig into the past of Agatha Harkness, including a shot of young, hot Agatha Harkness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's by In Lee, which is always amazing covers. Uh, I've seen some some conversation about making her hot online, which I'm like, just let her be hot. It's fine. <laughs> like It's not that bad. Um, the main thing I took away from this is I see Midnight Suns 3 of 5. It's a mini. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, what do we think?
1: Um, is this a move to make her young again to tie her up to, to the MCU?
0: I think she's going back in her past and talking about her origin. So I think it's not so much that, but they do want to go back and like, this is what she used to look like. She did used to kind yeah. of look like the MCU version. I don't think they're going to put her like I, I don't think
2: it's like Nick Fury Jr. Yeah, I think, but I think they are putting out a book that they know that someone who only knows Agatha Harkness from WandaVision will be like, okay, this looks like what I'm familiar with. Exactly. She does look, Plus she, she does she's she like...
0: got the spinoff coming too. So,
2: oh yeah. um, She does
1: remind me of um planeswalker like Liliana, but like we're someone oh, else yeah
0: yeah i could see that yeah definitely all right awesome next up we do know that our boy um is leaving miles morales solid and ahmed is leaving yeah. uh, miles morales and it's unfortunate because he's been amazing so far yeah very. however husley have you heard the news of who's taking his place i did glance over but tell me fresh off a book we're gonna review later in this episode, Spider Punk Cody Ziglar's taking over.
1: I'm excited for the premise of this. <laughs> um, but again, like these those are some big shoes. Like not that I say you can't do it, but taking over selling it on med is just gonna be very huge. But we'll see like in what direction, because it is street level. I did see like it's gonna be more of a mentorship uh, type of storyline with Misty Night, which is makes me really excited for it. So just like cool. Like just, like I, this, this, this will probably be a very good storyline,
0: and the artist is going to be Federico Vincentini, which is an amazing choice. Oh, yeah, uh, he's been doing um, Wolverine. He did. Uh, he's going to be doing Exterminators coming up. He did yes. uh, a bunch of ASMs, so that's a good choice. I think it's a really good choice. I'd love to see what Cody does with a more traditional art style as far as storytelling, because Spider yeah. Punk is so you know wacky and we love it. Oh, so, totally,
1: just very loose. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's interesting. It's the first time Miles has switched writers in a while. Like it's been for, a like, while
1: for someone to stay. Yeah. It's just been Bendis and then into yeah. I think solid. And it's the one, that, the one yeah. that actually took over.
0: Yeah. So that's really, really interesting, but yeah. And that's going to be, uh, it's also a re number by the way, miles, Morales Spider-Man number one,
1: which uh, is, I know. That, I know you that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Not, not just because for like number one, um, it's like, it's, it's a staple that, uh, amazing Spider-Man ASM is the Peter book give the just the regular just by itself spider-man title book to miles like like the whole point was to bring him to the mc to the 616 since 2015 just give him the proper spider-man title book
0: yeah i mean or even like spectacular spider-man you know one of the old old series just give that name to him you know what i mean like so but it's pretty cool that's gonna launch in december um next up uh we recently got a one shot from king the conqueror called timeless well we're getting another one okay and um it says Kang may face his final battle in Marvel's upcoming Timeless One Shot. Um, so it's very interesting. It's gonna be written by Jed McKay, who I adore, of course. Mm-hmm. is gonna have art by man, look at this list. Salvador La Roca, Greg Land, and Patch Zercher. All three amazing. Like that's gonna be great. And yeah, it's gonna peace, yeah. It's, to gonna, piece, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. They don't really give too many details about that, but I wanted to bring it up because uh Kang is obviously gonna be very important to the MCU very soon. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Like his final battle, it's like cool. Well,
0: <laughs> well, he's a time traveler. So. He's a time exactly. Like <laughs>
2: which, which version? What? Like which splinter timeline? It, he goes off to be immortal. Now, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Next up, and oh, so I'm gonna you're gonna love this one because you're a big Ghost Rider fan. Uh, CBR got an exclusive look at Ghost Rider's new villain that is described as Cronenberg-like, part <sighs> man, part <laughs> machine. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah just give it to me now i think i did pass by this but I just again i don't know what's real right now the creature and is known this. as exhaust yeah i love okay, this yeah.
0: design <laughs> it looks sick like it, it looks straight up just disgusting looking <laughs> like, in a good way like uh oh, to debut in seven we're like two issues away oh my
2: god yes yeah <laughs> That's really cool. this kind of makes me think of uh, Ghost Rider 2099. Yes, uh, but if it mm-hmm. was like done today instead of like trying to be like cyberpunk future, it's more just like we're gonna stitch flesh to a car.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically more Mad Max than yeah. cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, I got you.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So it's a Mad Max version instead of a cyberpunk version of cool. uh, of Ghost Rider. Love it.
0: Love uh, next up, uh, I brought case on specifically because I wanted to talk about this. Um, We are bringing back Miracle Man at Marvel, and I'm very, very excited. I'm so excited! (laughs) (laughs) Marvel has released the first preview of Miracle Man: The Silver Age, and it follows young Miracle Man as he adjusts to a brave new world. Uh, Miracle Man's amazing. I don't think host familiar with much of Miracle Man. Not much, no. So I'm very excited to see your reaction to all this. But we do get our first interior art for like a couple pages, and this looks amazing. I cannot wait. What do you think, Case?
2: Yeah. Oh man. Oh, oh man, I I'm so excited about this whole thing. Uh, yeah. So I've I've covered Miracle Man over on Men of Steel. We did a mm-hmm. a, a two part, uh, very like two very long episodes talking about the <laughs> original, original in quotes because it's you know it was a re release or a reboot of a character from the 50s in the 80s that Alan Moore did and then Neil Gaiman did. Uh, and it's uh, all of it is so good it, and such an interesting deconstruction of superheroes and such an, an early one that it wasn't beholden to some of like the, the grim, dark tropes of comics at the time. Uh, right. But let's be clear. It was very dark and very grim. It just wasn't like, it, it, it was so, it was interesting. It, you know, it, it was this conversation about like, what, what does a superhuman do to our world and how does our world react to it ultimately when it kind of comes out. And Neil Gaiman, you know, famously his, his run was cut short. He was, he he did, he did the golden age, which was mostly a collection of stories of characters living in the world under miracle man. And when I say under miracle, under miracle man, I mean, miracle man has taken over the world and is now this benevolent God emperor. Um, like, and it goes in a really cool way. And silver age was supposed to be like, okay, now of all the things he's done and he's like conquered death and they're bringing back people. We're going to bring back one of the infamous casualties that happened. Cause like young, young miracle man, is one of the characters who was like, oh yeah, he died in the fifties and like was never able to see this like new era. Um, and they, it was always about bringing him back and then having us see the cracks and like get to ultimately the stripping of humanity. Cause like we, we like Gaiman has teased, like what ultimately the future was going to look like uh, where like super humanity has sort of like first supersedes and, and usurps our role as, as uh stewards of the planet and then they just fuck mm-hmm. off uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like i'm very excited to actually get that story because gaiman is so good at these kind of stories and honestly the the whimsy that i love in a gaiman book combined with it's not fantasy it's sci-fi but it's sci-fi taken to the point where it blurs the line of fantasy like, is like so new cool. gods yeah, yeah. exactly Yeah, yeah. Well, but even more so because New Gods is still like, oh, generic like alien super things came through. Like there's there there is a pretense of it being like almost our real world, but with some alien stuff going on that's allowing for like this even crazier stuff.
0: Yeah. And before we even get that, which is Miracle Man the Silver Age, we're getting Miracle Man Zero, which is gonna come out in October. It's gonna be a giant size one shot and it's gonna kind of introduce modern readers. And it's gonna include stories by the likes of Mike Carey. Peach Momoko, my girl, Jason Aaron, Ryan Stegman, and others. So really, really cool. Like a full book from Peach. Yeah. This? Oh. Well, oh no, it's, she's going to contribute to the anthology. So oh, it's a okay, I mean, story. Still, but still, sure. yeah. But her art style,
1: yes. Please. Oh, I mean, like just getting pages yeah. from her instead of just like obviously we just we buy her fucking covers, but like just getting pages yeah. from her in a story. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be great because like of course, of course, she would ask to call to Neil in Why wouldn't she want to? Uh, why wouldn't he want her on on his books? Yeah,
0: but on the book yeah. itself, it's gonna be Mark Buckingham, which is Ooh, great okay. because I love his art and I'd love to see him do something other than Fables right now.
2: Yep, me too. So. <laughs> well, and and he was part of he, he was the other he part was the of original. Team, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The anthology so. makes sense because that's um like. They, they've done those before. There was uh, uh, Miracle Man Apocrypha back in the early 90s, which yeah. was like at I think that, that was that came out between the Golden Age and the one issue we got of the Silver Age before um, before Eclipse folded. Um, right. And that had like Kurt Busiek and like other like oh. writers of the time, like contributing stories uh, like that were not officially canon like hence the name but they <laughs> were like in the universe it was it was doing fanfic for <laughs> for miracle cool. man stuff and it was like buying them some time to like get the next arc going nice
0: yeah i'm excited i think it's gonna be cool and last thing about it i wanted to kind of bring up is i'd like to see this specific story that case you know explained pretty well brought up in this modern universe or modern our modern world of evil superman being a cliche you know what i mean like where we got your homelanders and stuff like where it's really over the top and heavy-handed and not my thing at all (laughs) so it's really interesting to kind of see because it's way more of a nuanced take on the the like the role they play and like how much power they have it's just really fascinating i really like it so yeah all right. Only two also, headlines so wait, you left. Should definitely check out the original
2: because there's a scene oh, yeah. where Miracle Man basically just verbally slaps Margaret Thatcher, and it's so delightful.
0: <laughs> Amazing. All right. Yeah, I have two headlines left, guys. Marvel announces a new ongoing Scarlet Witch series. Yes. Uh, written by Steve Orlando, art by Sarah Pacelli, colors by Matt Wilson, and uh, I don't have a letterary yet. Um, but yeah, it's so it's going to take place book. after Trial of Magneto and her oh, basically. Perfect yeah her becoming wanda again and not being hated by a chunk of the planet like that you know like and in ongoing that's the important part here it's like mm-hmm. here to
1: stay not just a mini to just like put a little bookmark a little chapter on where what she's been doing now or a little power up no it's gonna, oh, i'm so excited because see orlando just like has been such a great writer uh lately and just to pick up on on wanda where he's been doing marauders too which is very fucking uh, interesting too i just like where he's a um, where he's branching out um, around Krakoa, kind of. Mm. Um, but it's Sarah Pacelli.
0: he did Darkhold. That's right. He oh, did that's right. Called mm-hmm. Alpha and Omega. I'm pretty sure. So, mm-hmm. so he has handled her before, and that was really good. And so. Sarah Pacelli, I only think of um,
1: I Miles. I think of Miles, the the Miles uh, books with Sarah Pacelli, So, just having her on fucking Wanda's—that's gonna be—it's gonna be a very very good looking book.
0: Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm excited about that. We need more female led solo series in Marvel we don't mm-hmm. have any right now yeah. that are ongoing <laughs> that's really kind of sad except She-Hulk that's the only one right. And Captain Marvel now
2: that's right Yeah, I was about to say yeah, yeah. well
0: because they canceled Black Widow they canceled Spider-Woman a bunch of the others were minis and we we're kind of like oh we're running out of female Black cat that's why I started yeah no, I was Captain just Marvel gonna again. jump
2: in with Captain Marvel because yeah, yeah. I've, I've been enjoying the book and I was like wait don't tell me it's <laughs> getting canceled yeah. no no no
0: I really I jumped back to it because I was like well I don't have Spider-Woman anymore I need something so <laughs> and it's really good um, my last thing I want to talk about uh, I have Marvel Unlimited and I pay for the collector's edition. So I'm going to send you the link. They revealed the collectibles they're going to send to us this year, including a yellow costume Daredevil action figure.
1: <gasps> nice. That nice. I am
0: here for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you always get a really cool limited edition action figure every year if you do it. Um, awesome. Yeah, and it's, it looks like it's going to be like a Daredevil She Hulk theme thing. So, uh, you get a Axe Eva Judgment number one Peach Momoko variant that oh, is cool. only available via this. A Daredevil lithograph, a Captain America Sam Wilson shield patch, and um, what's this She Hulk? Is it a? Is it? A, they don't have it on the list here, but it looks like a print, and it looks pretty cool actually. The other or like oh, a a the box things. or something.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, it is the box. I scroll down to the yeah. bigger picture, and I can see it's the box now. Yeah, you're right but yeah that's really cool i'm very excited to see that um and i just yeah i, I love the little stickers they always, they always have those scotty young style stickers there's one mm-hmm. in every box so i've like three or four now so nice yeah i just wanted to make sure i mentioned that really cool and i cannot wait for another peach momoko cover to join my collection so yes but that's it all i got for news did you guys want to bring up anything that you can think of no <laughs>
2: Case, no, the anything? only one I was thinking of was like, I hope we talk about gargoyles. So I'm glad that we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> definitely. So awesome. All right, case. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to take a very short break and then we are going to come back and review all the comics that you guys are used to.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. Anytime.
0: As always, when we start talking about comics, we start not with a bang, but a boom. And this week, Boom Studios, via their imprint Arkea, has given me one book, Flavor Girls, number three. This book is so good. I want to nice. tell Steven about it if he's not reading it, because I think he'd really like this. Nice. Um, yeah. Story and art by Loic Locatelli-Kornsky. Colors by Eros de Santiago and Loic and the cover by Loic as well. Um, this is the one about the magical girls that are like different flavors as they're like signifier instead of colors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we've been dealing with this new girl, Sarah, who doesn't know what her powers are, but we know that she's pineapple flavored. And it's, this is so funny. I thought you'd really like this. She gets attacked by these monsters, right? hmm And it goes to like chomp her from above. And then her a fucking vine grows out of her head. Oh, nice. And grabs it. And... It proceeds to crush it. Her face is amazing, like she's like, and it's like, yeah, she's got these two little pineapple vines out of her head, and then she's like, all right, pineapple punch mode, and starts punching people with the vines. (laughs) It's great, and then they cut off her vines, and she's like, all right, then taste my new technique, the back kick of little Sarah, and they're like, she named it after herself. (laughs) Like it's great. Yeah, this book has been so much fucking fun. And, uh, yeah, it's really enjoyable. I like the way the drama is building up. I love the back. There's, like, a secondary story in the back. Mm-hmm. There's also an extensive whole first chapter with no dialogue. Like, Ooh. it was done really well. It's like That's the cool. background of one of the characters. And it's, like, it's it's done in this really traumatic feeling kind of way. Like, it's really good. I really, really enjoyed this book. It's blowing me away. So, yeah. Nice. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of up there with... Um, um. Oh my God! I forgot the name of it. The one we both loved, me and Stephen loved last year. You're not gonna remember. No. <laughs> um. It was also a book book, and it was about the girl who was grandmother was the witch, and she had to come back to town. It was very, um, very Studio Ghibli. I loved it. Wish I could remember the name, but it was really good. But this reminds me of it, but more of like a like, like a magical girl feel. So <laughs> love that stuff. It's good so far. Next up, we're going to feel the aftershock. And I got one aftershock book. I do have, there's something wrong with Patrick Todd, but I missed issue two. So I'm going to review it when I get the full set. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about very briefly, Samurai Doggy.
1: Oh, hit me. It's such a great cover. I'm so glad I jumped on it too, but (laughs) I will get to it.
0: Yeah. Written by Chris Tex. uh, Art and colors by Santos with Chris Tex and Santos doing the lettering together. This is the first issue, but from another perspective is what I will tell
1: you. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I like that.
0: So samurai doggy is, you know, he awakens to find himself in the strange world, goes into the strange, like robot town is wandering around and ends up picking a fight. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the perspective of a dude who lives in that town and looks a lot like Zenyatta from overwatch, by the way, which I love. Uh, (laughs) So, And he's kind of a scumbag and he's like traveling around. And at the very end, he sees samurai doggy picking that fight and it kind of like all ends at the same thing. So also amazing art, this shot with all the guns pointed (sighs) out. So cool. Like
1: (laughs) like the fucking John wick uh, poster. That's dope too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's just really cool. And yeah, I think, I think they're going to be the two main characters of the series and this is them meeting. Mm -hmm. So I like seeing it from his perspective and you get to live in the world a little bit more nice because the samurai doggy he shows up you know and this this is someone who's from there he knows the neighborhood he knows the people so you kind of get the feeling of it a little bit more which i really like but yeah catch up because it has bottom he just hasn't had a chance to read them.
1: also got this exclusive what is it where is it i just have it here the reason one of the reasons why i jumped on it is because i got this one oh that's pretty and in the bottom here in the corner it's uh aftershock ambassador exclusive like when they like i, I met the dude who's sh- uh, showing up and i've gotten some free stuff from aftershock and it's like hey katie can i i think we got two it's like can i nab one of these and it's like yeah sure whatever it's like fuck yeah <laughs> awesome that's
0: really cool dude all right well that leaves us or we're leaving aftershock now we're going to talk about idw a publisher we don't talk about enough anymore but i got two books nice and i'm very excited First up is Star Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> uh, so this is based on the animated show that's recently been a really big hit. Yeah. And is very funny. Um I highly recommend to anyone who doesn't want who doesn't take their Star Trek too seriously. Um I think Case I think he watches, it, I think he enjoys it because Case is a big Star Trek nerd like me. <laughs> this book is written by Ryan North, Ooh. which is amazing. <laughs> so nice. the new writer of Fantastic Four is writing Star Trek. So I love it. <laughs> Uh, art by Chris Finaglo, Finoglio, sorry, letter and design by Johanna Nat- Natalie. And this is, it. it's very much the tone of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you're a Star Trek fan at all, you know there's a, a bit where in every show it's like, oh, this is a holodeck episode. Where they spend <laughs> the entire time on the holodeck. Uh, and they're like, we're in Nazi times or whatever, you know, like this is very much a parody of those episodes okay? where they make all these references to past holodeck episodes while they're in the holodeck. And I loved it. I love just like handling it. And it, it also calls back to probably my favorite holodeck episode, Mm. which was the one with, uh, where they're doing the Sherlock Holmes thing. Okay. And they actually, they accidentally create a, create a self-aware, super intelligent, professor moriarty (laughs) that they then have to deal with and they can't kill him because he's self aware this whole thing it's fantastic oh that's really good (laughs) yeah it's great uh but i love it and it's so good and it's like little bits if you like the show like badgie uh he's the like the kids like mascot for the federation being like hey kids you know like and so i love it um i'm maybe i'm partial because i love star trek but this is was a lot of fun cool i really dig it and I'll, I'll say this. I read a lot of Rick and Morty. This is better than pretty much every Rick and Morty book. I've read this. Uh, year. Okay. So, so yeah. Next up. True cult. Bro. If you jump on one book, I'm going to recommend this one. <laughs> awesome. Because like it's. It's so good. And it's so weird. And it's not the kind of thing you would expect from IDW. Hmm. At all. Um. It's the one that I last week, and I'm going to double down on it here. Um, it's very much a Boston Rosenberg book, but not by them.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So it's uh, it's written by Scott Brian Wilson, and art by Leanna Kangas. Nice colors by Gab Contreras, lettered by DC Hopkins. So basically, it's the one that's like about a guy who was on who was working at a fast food restaurant. And on his lunch break, robbed all the local stores and then came back to work because hmm. he thought it was the perfect cover, except he made almost no money because they don't have any money. And that's the <laughs> bit with the the joke with the mattress store where he robbed a mattress store. The guy's like, no one comes in right. here. What are you talking? Like, yeah. So, long story short, he gets abducted along with this girl who's applying for a job at the fast food place who, no matter what's happening, keeps talking about company regulations. Like, they're being kidnapped and she's talking about like the process of cleaning the deep fryer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she's very weird and very much a Boston Rosenberg (laughs) creation. Meanwhile, it's like about the store trying to like maintain while the fact that two people were just basically kidnapped and stuff and they're kidnapped by a Satanist church who, because he stole a record, a vinyl record that might summon the devil. I don't know. It's very ambiguous right now. And the chick who runs the Satanist church wants him to kill her direct superior, Dr. Shiver, so she can take over. And they just get thrown into this weird darkness from like, you know, this really mundane idea. And then this girl, like literally just talking about like, it's like she's giving them an interview because she was doing an interview with him at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like she doesn't think the interview is over, even though they've been kidnapped. Where she's talking like one time I had to step up, you know, the stuff with the grease <laughs> trap. It's like, it's so and so's job to do the grease trap, but I was like, you know, it needed to be done. And I was, he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, so it's really weird, and I love it. That's and cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. And there's a Maria Lovett cover that I really want to find. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So really cool. But Liana, Liana's amazing. Anyway. So which was this one again? This is True Colt. It's T R V.
1: I do see it at the store. I I want to read it. <laughs>
0: It's so good, dude. Like, I highly recommend it. Like It's probably IDW, the book of the year for me right now. Nice. Like, I love it. So.
1: I, I, I'm at the shop tomorrow. Um, we, we finally reopen tomorrow, uh, so I'm going to put nice. one aside for me.
0: Awesome. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Scout. I have a spoiler-free preview of a book who has not come out yet, and you guys know what it is because we're talking Scout and we're talking me. It's by the Horns. By the Horns, Dark Earth, number five. Uh, story and direction by Marquise and Nasso. Um, art, lettering, design by Jason Moore. Color art and effects by Stephen Cannon or Steve Cannon. Excuse me. Um, I, again, I'm going to keep it spoiler free because it's not actually out. And I really want people to pick it up. I really like the, where this is going. It like. I thought we would get across the ocean very quickly in this book, but we haven't. Hmm. It's been taking three issues to do the ocean journey. Nice. Now they're stuck on like an island where they're trying to find a new boat because their previous boat was eaten by a kraken. Um, and it's this has been really, really good. And oh, and I would like to point out that I've been saying the main character's name wrong. And Marquise sent me a very nice note. He's like, "Hey, because you're such a big fan, I just want to give you a heads up. It's not El- or it's not Elodie. It's Elodie, like melody without oh, the L- M. Cool. So. Yeah, which is a great name. I love that. Actually, yeah. as soon as I said it, I'm like, that's so much better. <laughs> like, I don't <remember> know <laughs> what I was thinking. But yeah, long story short, again, I won't get into spoilers, but it's essentially like a really great character story for Elodie mm-hmm. because she she's so anxious and she can't sit still and her guilt is driving her crazy. And basically, they get into trouble they didn't need to get into because of her. And that's right. just how it works with her. We also get a little more insight to the villains. And I really like that too. So nice. I'm really, I really love where this is building. I think it's going to be a really cool arc, and I hope we get more beyond this one. So um, I really want Hosway to read it, and I do have all the digital copies. So maybe we'll do it and we, you can catch up with me. So oh, cool. Yeah. So that's it for Scout, though. No actual releases for Scout this week. Finally, I'm moving on to Dark Horse, and I picked up Masquerade Number One.
1: Nice. Tell me about it. I was curious.
0: Written by Kevin Smith. Yes, that Kevin. Said. Yes, <laughs> and Annie McAlfrish, art by John Springlemeyer, Spring- colors by G- Giulia Brosco and letter by Andrew Thomas. This is a very strange book. <laughs> I think you'll like it. Okay. Um. So there's there's okay. There's a person who can change shape. Okay, and they're killing people who deserve it. That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's also a um a Reporter guy that works at one of the, the TV stations. He gets caught having sex with his uh, boss's wife, so he gets fired, and nobody wants to hire him. But he gets an offer to work for this new show called By Felicia, which is about this chick who is like really hot and is really big into social media. And she uses her platform to basically do to catch a predator, oh, where she catches like these underage, but she's the jailbait. So, okay. and he's like, this white trash shit, I don't want to be involved in this. So, like, she, she's offering four times what you were making. He's like, what? <laughs> like, and so he's going to get pulled into it. Meanwhile, as I mentioned, there's this person oh, who is shit? Okay. murdering people who deserve it. And they can change shape. So, at one point, they copy his face. You can see right here, this is the most sexually confusing picture I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I was <laughs> like, I don't know how to feel about this. Um, But yeah, so these are obviously going to tie together because that person reveals their face, and that's looks very similar, at least to the girl, but with scars. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. It's a good start. Yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to see where this is going to go Mm -hmm. because, um, like, when Kevin Smith does make comics, a lot of times I really like it. Yeah. Uh, And so I think this is going to be very interesting to see how he handles it. So. Yep, I'll keep an eye out for Masquerade from here. Which brings us to opening the vault. Nice. And we have three books for you guys this week. Two books. Oh, no, just three books. Sorry. Yeah. We have an exclusive reveal, or not exclusive. We have a sneak peek, but we will save that for next week. So let's start with Lunar Room number four. Written by Danny Lore, art by Gio Esposito, color by DJ Chavez, and letter by End World uh man it's been a while since we've seen this book yeah so i went back and read issue three again to make sure i was keeping up with it and looked at my review for it which is basically that bark boy's name is amazing (laughs) so that was my (laughs) whole review basically i like this book a lot um we deal with like what's been building this whole power struggle in the pack you know and sin being just the most badass of all the badasses and I really, really liked this issue. I thought it was cool. I think we're setting up something very interesting as far as conflicts that's going to come from here because there's the whole like, you know, everybody works for somebody now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's like, well, how is this shift in power going to affect it? You know what I mean? So I think it's really, really cool. What do you think?
1: This is, uh, again, this is one of those vault books I, I was missing because yeah, I genuinely miss Sin. She is such a fucking babe, and to just have her be such a powerhouse of being like, no, fuck off, don't turn me. I need to fight this one. And uh, for for the sake of principles too, is like I, I, she was like apprehensive about it. Is like I'm like I need to do this, but it's like for her for her own wrong re- wrong reasons. Um, it's God, it's such a good it's such a good conflict. Um, and then what was also a reminder is like, again, I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm not saying what I mean it, uh, what I'm about to say, but it was like, it was a reminder on like, on like how vault is just not a safe, not a safe place in your comics where it's just like, cause they're, they're not, they're not ongoing. I'm not just, I'm just saying that they've been playing it safe is what I was trying to not say, but it was just um, something happens in this issue where it's just like, Oh, fucking no like what does it mean for the rest of the of the series where it's just like oh but vault doesn't do like they do minis they do closed stories that's the whole yeah. point so it's kind of like oh, the, the when it just comes it just it hits so fucking hard um because yeah. i feel i feel like i was just trying to grasp grasp this character because again in the, in the relations of it of, of it all um but yeah it's, it's, it's all coming ahead and it's like it's very fucking good again i love the conflict of everything here
0: yeah, with a vault book, if someone dies, you assume they're dead.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like
0: like, like if, if Spider-Man died, we'd be like, yeah, but he's going to be back. He's going to come back. <laughs> like, we'll wait for the movie. He'll be back. Yeah, reboot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. All right. And I did catch up on it. Let's talk about mindset number three. Yes. Okay. This is Zach Kaplan writing, John Pearson drawing with assist by Jimmy Savage, letter by Hassan Atsmani Al-Hao. God, this book is good. Yeah. It's so cool. I like the, I love the conflict of ideals versus success, you know, and trying to maintain your corporate morality, if you will, (laughs) with this pretty powerful tool that could make you very successful. And like, again, also dealing with a very immoral corporate world we have already and trying to navigate that while keeping your own morals and the choices you have to make it's really interesting specifically in this issue the the opening where they're just like we need to get the word out you know people Mm -hmm. don't always click on ads do we do this and that was kind of the first time they were like is this a this is a questionable thing should we do it right and i was like interesting that's kind of the beginning you know what i mean of what Mm -hmm. i'm like seeing from those so i thought that was really cool also this cover is a fucking great cover oh i didn't see that one i got cover a but that's fucking great yeah that one's good too but yeah just i was just like oh this is really dope looking so um i'm really liking it i'm glad i caught up it's definitely a highlight vault book right now Mm -hmm. and this page obviously for the comic book nerd in me was just like (laughs) fuck yes like it just rotates around for those who don't know and you have to yeah it's reading in a circle it's just like oh so good but yeah i really thoroughly enjoyed it what'd you think dude um, it was, very oh, God,
1: um, I love how, what it delivered. Um, I posted pictures before inventory. We had a, a blog party and had the pleasure of meeting of, uh, had the pleasure of meeting Zach Ka- Kaplan because it was Rose City Comic-Con, uh, last weekend. Um, and David also from Vault, um, for, and I saw Justin Richards, but just, th- th- that's it. Just but I read Zach Kaplan. And I was telling him how much I enjoyed issue two. And like the, the reveal of like them, the discovering it, and he literally just gave me that, like, oh, just wait until issue three, because that's when it all comes together. And it's like, oh, fuck, I, I remembered what happens and what ha- how, where we started, where it's just, like, this weird questioning on, like, what had something that had happened. And, right. yeah, fuck, yeah, this was, like, the reveal for it all. But, yeah, like, the meat of it all. is just, like, again, like, we discovered this, but how can we play with this? How can we make this, again, like, a moral thing like a moral passable thing Um uh, it's very very interesting book yeah definitely one of one of all's uh, best ones right now
0: definitely which brings us to our final fault book and an unusual thing yeah revealer number one which is a movie tie-in for the film that is now on shutter um and it's multiple stories uh so i'll run through the creative team real quick um first story tim seeley ken landgraf uh, flops and Crank. Um, the second story is Carrie Boyce and Luke Boyce who were involved in the movie, by the way. Mm. Um, art and Colors, Chris Anderson, Letters by Jim Campbell. Uh, third story, Aaron B. Kuntz and Michael Marici. Art by Carolyn Lee Lane. Yay, I missed you. <laughs> colors by Carlos Badia and Letter by Jim Campbell. Last one, John Wesleyhoff. Art by Dean Cotts and Color by Carlos Badia with Jim Campbell on the letters as well. Um, I like this not only because... It's four separate stories and they're all pretty unique. But like the first one, the the Tim Seeley one, they even went to the links of try to make it look like old newsprint.
1: Yes, I love to make it look things. like the old
0: pulp books. So mm-hmm. I really liked that. And as I read this book, I was like, Hosway's is going to fucking love this. That was my overriding <laughs> thought as I was reading this. Um, I actually really enjoyed each of the stories on their own. I thought they were really cool. Uh, they all had their own feel. And it makes me really curious, like, what is the movie? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is interesting. What is the movie? Which is the whole point, right? Um, I'd be a liar if I didn't say that the third one was my favorite, uh, just because I love Carolyn Lee lane and her work on money shot. Right. And I need her to do more things because I love her art so much. Um, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed them all. And as someone who's not a horror fan, that was a bit of a surprise for me. So nice. What did you think? And is there anything that jumped out at you?
1: Uh, I mean just like the way it opens, like yeah, like that old school style, which is like such a great way to open, especially with like the the whole like uh the ad for it all. It's like it's like a tie into a scary movie and then just like to yeah. give me like this classic feel to it. And like it's like it's a good anthology where it's like where it's it's just missing that context um to really like, kind of like sink you in, which it already does. It's a good hook, but that's where obviously where the movie comes in to really give it all like the full context of it all um yeah i really want to see this movie so bad
0: yeah definitely and uh yeah i I think it's really cool i badly want to talk to t-dog about this i know right so (laughs) our boy t-dog who's a big horror fan i think he would really like this. i'm sure he's
1: seen the movie since he he loves shutter
0: yeah so we're gonna have a little bit of a grim section of comics here because we did talk about revealer Next up, we're going to talk about image and we're going to start off with a spoiler free review of lovesick. (laughs) Um, so I really thoroughly enjoyed this book, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I badly want to get hostways reaction to this. So, um, lovesick is by, uh, show favorite Luana Vecchio. And, uh, that's both story and art with Edward Chow doing the English adaptation. um, It's so good. Okay, so we're going spoiler-free, which is hard with this book because you don't want to give away too much. Uh, I will say this. If you like Luana's art, you will really appreciate this book because it's just chock full of great shots. And it's got a really creepy edge and it makes me very unsettled. It's very unsettling (laughs) in a good way, in the best ways. And then it's got an ending, a final page that I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You know, like I'm like, Oh, my God. What a, I Literally, if I read the first issue of a comic and my reaction is, oh, this is going to be an experience, isn't it? Like, that's immediately a good thing. Like, if I'm, like, already looking forward to how am I going to feel at the end of this series, mm-hmm. you know you got me. So, I loved it. Josue, as spoiler-free as you can, what do you think?
1: Uh, I'm going to subscribe to this book fucking immediately. This is... <laughs> um uh, there's this like really sick book and i, I mean I'll I'll, I'll I'll read it just like to see like how far it goes with like its messaging but there's this right. really sick book out there um called red room and it's it's basically like the like what happens here and like i, I saw like a like a scene for that like, how it plays out and it's just graphic as fuck. and this is just like going and down that path but it's just like oh we're actually gonna get like an interesting fucking story out of this like with uh, the with, with dominatrix here, At the end here. Yeah. yeah and it's so I'm I'm so fucking into it and then one of the variants is like I love this uh, was it uh, the the manhunt variant oh like the, yeah the yeah, video yeah. game one you see it better on your screen yeah. but it's like the, the manhunt uh, uh cover for the video but this is gonna be so fucking cool because it's something that uh, image has it really been playing with like a lot lately.
0: It's true. This is definitely something you'd probably see from another publisher. Not yeah,
1: maybe it. like Vault fucking playing with this shit too, like and, and yeah. uh branching out. But it's been a while since Image has probably pushed something like this. So
0: this will, this is very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh but I, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Oh totally. Luana, Luana will sell me a book anytime. So <laughs> <laughs> so and then, completing our triumvirate of things making Keith incredibly uncomfortable, <laughs> the silver coin number 14. Yes. <laughs> I will say this I have an eye thing. <laughs> <so> oh. <laughs> this, this was an issue for me. Written by Porn Suck Puchote. We told you we'd talk about him later. Mm-hmm. Line work and lettering by Michael Walsh. Colors by Tony Murray Griffin and Michael Walsh. With the backup story Dark Passage by Adam Gorham. I like this one. They set it in 2020, so dead center of the pandemic. So, you know, it's nice to see that kind of like portrayed and it's definitely something that was on our minds at the time, but it wasn't something that was everything going on. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a really good job of balancing that. Like he's very concerned about and he talks about it a lot, but it's not the point of the story. They could have easily made it the point of the story. And I'm glad it really wasn't right. This was (laughs) the creepiest, most disgusting issue so far. And I mean that in a good way but I have an eye thing, so I was incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I literally, I will show you, you'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I put the book down and walked <laughs> away. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'll come back. And I, I had to come back later and finish it. But it's got a really good twist. I think one of the better twists of this series to me, the end, the twist ending, I yeah. think is one of the better twists. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. And so, yeah, really, really good. I thought it was great. What'd you think? Um, I, obviously, I, I loved it so
1: <laughs> much. Uh, to where, yeah, like, the, this one, like, we've had a few that play out in the in a similar fashion, where like the coin just, obviously, inevitably just wins. But um, the reveal, like, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't see it until the ending. I couldn't see it coming until the ending. Like, uh, like I, I love like the 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 camp girl, the, the girl in the camp, so the summer camp one but i knew she was right, going yeah. i knew she was going to snap and kill everybody like from the beginning uh yeah, but this one i didn't know how it was going to go cuz it was always about like again like the the way it just makes you like not again it it was it was during the pandemic but it wasn't about that it was just all the all the insecurities that festered within just and, and again i can blame it on the fucking pandemic just cuz you couldn't you couldn't do your part in in this relationship but
0: Oh yeah. the way it just and, kept... I, and I really like that the coin a lot of times you see the coin appear early. Right, yeah. And then we have that dread build. We don't see the coin. It's, for a long time. Well, in the it, well that's early. the thing it's like we were but it was
1: just so over the over the top really done with the eyes because i like remember like that the, the, the yeah. coin opens up yeah, yeah. the coin the, the eyes are just everywhere that you just you it was just always present because again the whole spree was already happening and again i love where it's like it's, it's obviously telling a story forward while it's on a story backwards where you can like read like how this relationship like just went to shit from at the end but you read it backwards it's like
0: right oh, it was a
1: very very good one
0: very good. I really enjoyed it. Fifteen. That's going to be the one that Walsh does by himself.
1: Oh, that's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we'll see. It's going to be creepy as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> so. And there's no preview
1: for it. Like last time, wasn't it wasn't like the 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 second part. It wasn't like he did like a two parter for like the the coven or something like
0: that. Kinda. Yeah. Right. Um. He tweeted about it recently. Oh, okay.
1: Cool. I have to like look for it.
0: So I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right, next up, The Least We Can Do. Yes, let's get out of this funk because I'm <laughs> starting to get creeped out. The Least We Can Do, number one. Co-created, written, and drawn by two of our favorite people, Yolanda Zanfardino and Elisa Romboli. Um, Pokemon Go friends with, <laughs> with at least one of them. So that I nice. love that. Um, always good. Uh, so this one is obviously the creative team that we, we've we loved so many books from. Um, we really enjoyed Alice in Leatherland. Um, did we actually get the ending of Um Hecate's Will? Not yet. No,
1: I'm still waiting for it.
0: Okay, good. I was going to say, oh, I hope I didn't miss it because I was sitting here thinking like, huh. Then also a thing called Truth, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, Probably my favorite book of theirs, I think. I really enjoyed that book. I'm really and,
1: loving Hecate's, Hecate's uh, Will.
0: Yeah. And then we did review this book as a spoiler-free version before it was out. So i will just kind of like follow up on it this is completely different than any other book they've ever done at least that we've read uh it's got a fantasy field set in a fantasy world but it's all obviously like our world but different Mm -hmm. because you see things like a telephone box and stuff like that so you're like okay and it's like post-apocalyptic and my favorite thing is it's, it's what these two give us better than anybody, which is a bright and chipper young female character. It's like, a, it's then, like a
1: staple to, to their books, which like, I, I always enjoy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then a dour badass. So <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Again, I have it, but it's one of the those I had to skip out on, but it's like, I'm, I'm actually really excited to read this.
0: Yeah. It's really, really good and uh yeah again it's a completely different world than what we're used to them but if you like their storytelling i think you'll like this because it's again it's completely different but also fun and really good and the art is always amazing and just yeah i really really thoroughly enjoy it i love a good fantasy story it's like post-apocalyptic fantasy Hmm, just the best way to explain it so yeah thoroughly enjoy it definitely check it out when you get a chance which takes us to Love Everlasting number two. Written by Tom King. Drawn by Elsa Charretier, Colored by Matt Hollingsworth and lettered by Clayton Cowles. Um, Josue unfortunately could not read that this this week and I really want him to read it because I think it's amazing. It's continuing this whole story of her bouncing between different relationships. Except this one is entirely in one relationship. And it's really interesting what happens because she seems there's none of that moments of her remembering other people throughout the entire issue. So you're kind of like, that's weird. But then at the end, you see like, oh, she's been aware this whole time. She's playing a game, basically. She's doing, she's trying something. And so it's really interesting. I don't want to give away too many spoilers to host way because I want to read him for himself. But this just gets more and more interesting. More, it's. Like, my simple review is there's simply nothing like this being published right now, and I can't mean that as more of a compliment. You're muted, by the way.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, cool. no, no that, that's very interesting. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna jump on it.
0: Yeah, it's really, really. I thought you read the first one
1: with me. I did read the first one, but I'm just like, I'm, oh, just, okay, right. I'm like, the ones I missed, I'm realizing I was like, oh, I should just like, wait more time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine, you're busy this week. But that brings us to a book you definitely did not skip because it's time oh. to kick someone in the stomach, plant them between your legs, and do a powerbomb. Book, yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Written, drawn, and created by Daniel Warren Johnson. colors by Mike Spicer and letter by Russ Wooten. Okay. I feel like when I review these books, I should just be a wrestling color commentator while I was doing it. It's <laughs> like... They hit the big rig which is the finishing move they use by the way uh, so um it was really cool and coming off the last issue where he tried to do it all on his own and only got saved by her well, in this one she was doing it all on her own mm-hmm. and had to be saved by him eventually which i thought was really cool and again the shots it's clear dwj is a huge wrestling fan this fucking knee i love I it. <laughs> it's so good um, yeah, this is the Big Rig, a.k.a. the Shatter Machine, which is the old finisher of uh, the Revival in WWE, oh, now known as nice. FTR. Uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I love how brutal everything looks.
1: I know. Every real, hit, you know?
0: <laughs> every hit, you just really feel it. Yeah, it's so good. And um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we get to see who they're going to be facing in the next round. And I thought that was really cool and also had a little bit of a surprise that they're not the only people from earth for instance Mm -hmm. and i thought that was kind of cool and also a bit of a surprise with somebody else too and i love it because it's basically the people they are fighting next are going to be brutal and so it's like all right you're going to be brutal and what what has he been doing this entire time to punish himself is going to hardcore matches and just tearing his body up (laughs) so he busts out the Fucking light tubes, Singapore canes, barbed wire bat, and barbed wire chair. The next <laughs> issue is gonna be so bloody. I cannot wait. But yeah, this book has been amazing. I want all this merch in the back. They have a whole merch page. I want all of it. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, but what did you think, hostway I just such a
1: good, such a great fucking book. Like just even like the uh, in the beginning when Cobra Sun was telling her about what it was like to wrestle with her mom like before his heel turn and they were actually a tag team oh, yeah. partner Ah, oh, and like, like we know what she does it <laughs> like <fuck. laughs> um and like the matches like i love how it's just like we have like this, this grand match it's like i love it's one of like a tag team match where it's like like the smaller person is just like getting dominated by like the other side just constantly tag teaming not like like using like their morale and just like weighing this person down and it's like are they gonna get the chance to tag it's like they Dude, they slap it, Cobra Son just comes in with a sweet finisher, only for her to come back in like to for for the assist. Yes. And then I love where this book is just like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> it's like no, <laughs> yeah. I can't take it anymore. And then it's
0: just and then uh, it gets worse. It gets always <laughs> yeah. gets worse. I love this book. I
1: love it because it is perfect wrestling from someone who is new to wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um. Real quick, before we move on to our next publisher, I have a newsflash, way. Mm-hmm. Rich Duick will be joining Jed McKay and Iguara doing Magic the Gathering from now on. No way. Rich Duick doing Magic the Gathering. Oh, that's Imagine awesome. if he gets his hands on Phyrexia.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. I'll, Wait, ooh, so I, I had to mention that. It just popped up.
1: Your boy, Rich Duick, is coming to the magic book, the comic book. No. Yes. <laughs>
0: amazing so you have to catch up there you go all right well we're gonna move on to our next publisher we're up to the big two already and that is dc comics first i'm gonna start with dark crisis worlds without a justice league wonder woman number one love these long ass titles i know right (laughs) (laughs) so uh as always these are the worlds that the justice league was sent to when everybody thought they were killed and it's supposed to be like the world built for them basically uh, this one's written by Teeny Howard with Layla De Lu- Del Duca uh, doing the art, Jody Baylor coloring, and Troy Pateri doing the lettering. There's also always a secondary story for a different Justice League. This one is from Martian Manhunter written by Dan Waters, art by Brandon, P- Brandon Peterson, colors by Michael Taya, and letter by Troy Pateri. And let me tell you, when I saw Martian Manhunter Dan Waters, I was like, fuck yeah, why haven't we thought of that before? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs>
1: like, I was like, that's very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I really like the 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 wonder woman one. i thought it was really cool um in this world edith candy is pre- president and presumably it sounds like she's been president like eight times mm-hmm. she keeps getting elected president um all everybody's a friend like like cheetah's her buddy they're all amazons together and in this world she finds out that basically the world it, the Amazons are going to give up on the world because they're sick and tired of it. So they build a rocket for all of them to take off. And she's like, what are you doing? No, we can't do this. So they end up taking off without her. And she's like, stays behind to save the world, basically, on her own. So she's doing this badass, like, solo vigilante thing. Nice. Which I think is a pretty cool idea. Yeah. I wouldn't mind see this story actually continue. But the Martian Manhunter won this way. Uh. Basically, um, he basically is. Com- it, it, there's a line here they find a dead body right and there's someone have you ever seen something as strange as this and he said um <laughs> he says something like uh no matter what bloody horrible things terrans do to each other nothing will be ever strangest to me as the ridiculous way humanity used to walk around this planet looking <gasps>
2: oh my god oh my god yes <laughs>
0: So, for those who don't know, octopus faces. (laughs) So, he said, I mean, seriously, a single centralized brain, no adaptive camouflage, no ability to regrow lost limbs, and you thought you were the dominant life form on Earth. (laughs) And he said, like, yeah. He's like, basically, there's, like, this implication of, like, he caused this all to change. Hmm. Like, that he caused it, and he didn't want to be the only one that looks the way he does, so they all look like that now. And so he's doing like a murder mystery. It's really cool. Everybody has the, the faces except for the murderer when they catch him. Well, he looks an awful lot like the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the twist is that's that's man. Like, it's just it's just fucking great. Like, it's just really creepy. And it's it's done with this really muted color palette. So it gives it a very noir feel anyways. Mm-hmm i loved it it's so good like dan waters man give him martian Manor please give him, give him
1: more books honestly uh, shit if, 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 i wouldn't be upset if he got a contract with dc and but they gave him like interesting books like this like that or you're know, fucking a dead man yeah. book i, I he's my boy too so
0: yeah definitely so good but um that brings me to our next one hosway for your single solo book of the week Talk to me about Wonder Woman 791. 791. And we know where it
1: is because we talked about it in the back. This one written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan art by Marguerite uh, Savage and lettering by a Pat Brazo. Oh, if anything, just jump on these last uh, 10 issues for the big 800. Cause uh, yeah, we knew that we know that Nubia said that just jump over, just jump over to this book. Um, well, we don't see Nubia exactly, or well, we don't see Nubia at all. Uh, but we do get we do get uh team up with the Esquecidas, and not just Yara Floor. Um so it oh opens nice. up it opens up with Diana um at the uh, in front of the Vale of, of Hipp- uh, Hippolyta and it's just praying to her and it's like saying like, yo, sorry, like when you died, I just like I, I knew that priest. like I knew that I was was in good hands with Nubia, uh Faruka and uh and Philippus. And I really just couldn't bear it, so that's why I went to Man's World and just had to deal with some shit, like the the Doctor Psycho uh, bullshit story. No bullshit, just like Doctor Psycho being bullshit. Um, But then it's like, but I had to come back to that and just check it out, Um, and just like we were like, pay her proper respects back to back to her. And Hippolyta, Hippolyta appears in front of her and being like, "Yo, it's like it's okay, daughter. Like I get it. Like it 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 had to it had to happen. And the reason why I didn't tell you again, this is also like again like a part." B or C to the aftermath of Child of the Amazons. <laughs> um and she she confesses to Dan is like, yeah, the reason why I didn't tell you about the whole Artemis the killing me thing was because we we both know you would have stopped her. You would have stopped this whole thing and tried to figure it out in a whole different way. Um and then she also clues in the whole um Olympus Rebirth number one, where it's like this had to happen because I knew I knew that I was needed in this afterlife. Like there's some shit going on over here with the gods so I'm needed here now. Uh but yeah, but honestly it's okay, girl. Like don't fucking worry about it. You're doing great. Just keep doing you and it's gonna be just fine. That's kind of just what Diana needed to hear. So she's right. okay-ish. Like she's obviously bummed out her mom's dead. Uh but she's not around the island and this is where we entered the casitas And one of the oracles pretty much has a premonition being like, yo, you're needed in Brazil now. Like that's that's where the danger is. So that's where the adventure goes now. Um uh, but again with the team up, like she's obviously just she doesn't know the way, so it's a team-up with the esquisitas to find where they need to get to and yeah they find this like this this beautiful like waterfall like this like this lake uh overlooking this lake and a bunch of boats and like they're harvesting like these like really pretty flowers and the whole time uh diana's like on the phone with edda back at um uh at, check- at checkmate headquarters and so she's uh they're gonna like they took some pictures so she's gonna like try and figure out what the flowers are um and they keep inf- infiltrating um turns out that's like yeah for in small doses it's, it's called like the devil's heart it's like it's like not a, like a good name but it's in small doses like it does have like med, uh, medicinal uh, advantages but you can imagine if you're harvesting and by the bucket's load you can imagine like you could just go like it could just go uh, uh sideways
0: like the end of act two of ghost of tsushima
1: <laughs> oh my god you're right you're so right that's exactly what happened um so dan does an investigation like the the they're, they're, they're once she makes it inside, like inside, like the the water, the waterfall splits open. and They realize, like, oh shit, it goes deeper than this. Um, there are mercenaries, like, like as bodyguards. So she jumps, she jumps a couple of them and she rips off the tag and it's Kale Industries. Kale Industries, as in, um, Veronica, I hate Wonder Woman so much. I want to be her Kale Industries. Um, <laughs> and, uh, an ex of Steve. And so we figure out that that's being played into here. But also, side note, little update on, the feature canonical relationship between Siggy and Steve is also little nuggets in this little in the same part. <laughs> so Ed is kind of like, oh shit, Steve's gonna fucking uh, ball rolling when uh, when he hears this. He's gonna fucking love this. And Dan is like, shit, honestly, I didn't know this. The uh, I had no idea this was gonna happen. Like it just, I we just found out. Like no, he actually is going to love it. Um, he hasn't been this busy in a while, and I think this is good for him. Even with his leg broken, he's been giving Siggy. Uh, fashion tip, be- fashion tips between training sessions. There's just so much going there. <laughs> to which Diana's kind <laughs> of so like. Much I- I <laughs> <laughs> to which Diana again, being very curious on like how that is developing, in the middle of all this, this mission, you definitely need to tell me more about that right now, though. And then we get into it. Um, she finds like the secret room of a bunch of cages with animals. Obviously, uh, these animals being experimented on. Like their eyes are kind of glowing more than they should. Um and then diana finds a cheetah but cheetahs aren't native to the amazons because it's actual cheetah cheetah oh wow yeah That's so she's she's, she's <laughs> being experimented on and this is, oh god it's not gonna go well though we knew it was gonna happen because she was on the cover i was gonna see how it's gonna play out but now it's like to kind of put her in the clear fingers like fuck, now i feel for her like what's been going on for her and now she, obviously her first thing is she's gonna attack diana so we'll see, like, have they been pumping these uh, flowers into her? So, oh, I don't know. I'm worried. It's just been it's, it's, I like that we're that I think this is like the first time besides like the, the crossover that they've been tying into the the other tribes into the, the actual Wonder Woman title. And that's because there are no other Wonder Woman title books right now. So cool. It's right. good. It, it was good seeing the SEC does.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's awesome i like that you're like on constant sticky watch like <laughs> oh
1: i'm waiting and and it's like the fact that like, i wouldn't i wouldn't just be like just like nitpicking it is like if it, if they weren't in every issue if they were just dropping these nuggets in every issue it's like i'm reading into it because that's what i'm reading
0: <laughs> i just feel like we should have a jingle it's just like oh, Sway recount sticky this week i'm gonna have the like,
1: fucking uh john oliver like we fucking did it a button baby <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We got him. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next book, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 15. Um, God, I love this book so much, but I have an increasing amount of dread, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Ooh. Um, so this book is, um, it's kind of the finale of the current arc Okay. of John Kent. Uh, script by Tom Taylor, pencils by Sion Tormi, inks by Sion Tormi and Scott Hanna. Cut by Federico Blee and Matt Herms and letter by Dave Sharp. Um, yeah. So it kind of wraps up the whole thing with president Bendix, Bendix and um, with these superpowered people he's controlling, they find out how they're all fighting uh, dreamers there, which is always good for me. Cause I love dreamer. Marry me, please. And they're able to stop him and it's really cool. And I'm really enjoying it. There's also, I have to share this with you. It's been all over the internet. But it's fucking great. I uh, you know how Damien You know how Damian made that Robin appearance—the most random Robin appearance ever. Last issue, yeah, where he just appeared in the submarine. I'm like, how do you get there? Wait a minute. <laughs> so, Bendix is like, like he's like, oh god, and his like connections are cut, and he's like, what the hell? And Robin's standing there, like dramatically, and he says, "Hello, I've heard you consistently tried to hurt my best friend," and he goes, "Move, child," and then this happens.
1: <gasps> nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, they recreated the Batman slapping Robin meme with Damien slapping this dude. It's amazing. So really good issue. And I'm loving it. I'm kind of worried with the arc over, we're not going to see a lot of the supporting characters, especially Dreamer. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the thing that makes me feel uncomfortable is next, the return of Cal (gasps) L. Nice. I don't need him. <laughs> I like John. Oh, because John's book—that's right. But
1: he's been gone. I've been curious how he's going to play into this because of like in Batman too. It's like he has his
0: book. He's on Warworld.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Maybe he's
0: been gone. Yeah, but I don't want him back on Earth. I don't... John's fine. Let John be John. <laughs> Damn it! He's been Superman for fifteen issues. Let's stretch it out a little bit, okay? So it's fine though. I, it, it, we'll see. But that brings me to some Gotham books. Let's start with. Batman Urban Legends, mm-hmm. number 19. This book is never going to end, and I like <laughs> it. I do, but I'm just saying that. So, multiple stories. Here we go. I'm just going to quick fire. Brandon Thomas, Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque, John Calise, Steve Wan, Zach Thompson, Hayden Sherman, Dave Stewart, Clem Robbins, Joey Esposito, Mike Jennings, um, Jordi Belair, Clayton Cows, Chris Burnham, Nathan Fairburn, Russ Wooten, Brandon Easton, Will Robson, Matt Herms, Travis Lanham. Okay. The first story is the second part to the one with the, the outsiders and I thought this was going to go like six six stories but it was actually only two and I thought it was really cool. And it was all about Signal kind of redeeming himself and like like Duke basically trying to find what's like fix what's wrong with him because mm-hmm. his mom was taken and he couldn't save her and he's got this guilt for it and it's the rest of the group trying to help him which I thought was really cool. The second story was straight up a hostway story and it's called Tiny Hands in the Dark. And if that isn't creepy as fuck enough for you, let me tell you. <laughs> people start witnessing murders occurring with little white hands. Oh, God. Appearing in the darkness. Uh-huh. Right? And look at that, first of all, that image. Yeah. Okay. So, Batman's like someone's mind controlling a child and making them kill people. I'm a mere like ventriloquist. So, because I read comic books. <laughs> so, um, yeah, spoiler, it's the ventriloquist. Uh, so... <laughs> He has to make this new doll that's creepy as fuck. And ventriloquist is like, no, you don't understand. You know, typical ventriloquist stuff where he's just like, you don't understand. This is he has to be or he has to do the thing and shit. And the doll is creepy. It, I can't express enough how creepy this is. I'm trying to look for a good shot. Like, it's it's like a Chucky doll. It's fucking okay. horrifying. Nice. But it's almost always in the shadows. So you don't see it very well. hmm. He's able to stop him. He says, Don't you see, Batman? Please, you see my boy is disturbed. I just want to give him the help he needs. And he's like, ah. And he punches the dude. And he's like, alright. And he starts dragging the ventriloquist away. And one of of the the keys is the ventriloquist, when he figured out the ventriloquist because he can't say bees. Because bees are very hard for a ventriloquist to say. So he calls him Bruce Mm -hmm. instead of Bruce. Okay. So... He's dragging Ventriloquist away, and back in the room, someone says, Hey, Gruce, don't leave me here. Oh. And both him and Ventriloquist look back, and it says, Who said that? The end. So, Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like fucking creepy, right? Like I loved it. Uh, the second story is literally two pages, and it's about Two-Face, and it's really good. Then we got the Alfred Pennyworth one, which is really good. I've been enjoying it um and then we get a really cool killer croc story about people killing a bunch of rare reptiles and him being like fuck that i'm gonna kill you basically so good stuff this book's been really good so far
1: yeah that, that that's what it was it reminds me of, like the 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 that quick scary story like the dad comes and it goes into like the son's room and is like oh there's a monster under my bed and it's like oh whatever i'll let me check for you i'll, I'll check for you and then he sees like a terrified boy that is clearly his son is like dad there's a yeah. there's a monster on my bed
0: it's like fuck <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah, it was creepy so next up future state gotham 17 once again hosue was not able to get a copy <sighs> i know i did get the uh the normal cover this time oh they're this, always this good screen. yeah it's called war of the batman
1: i know i'm missing out on like the like the whole like what's been leading up to
0: <laughs> written by dennis culver art by joffo and uh, giannis milo giannis, uh with lettering by troy Pateri it's kind of like everything comes to a head with all these Batman mm-hmm. and this issue basically is setting it up. So people know what side they're actually going to be on. Yeah. And I'm going to spoil this for you. Do it. Cause it, I laughed uncontrollably at the end of this, both because I thought it was ridiculous, but I was also like, fuck it. If we're doing it, let's do it. So, <laughs> so, in the end, basically, Hush and Damien are one side and everybody else is on the other side. But Dick is still acting like an asshole. That's important. Yeah. So they're basically like, Damien is like, you're not Bruce, you're Hush. And he's like, yeah, but you're still on my side. And Damien's like, why, why, what the hell? He's like, why can't I control myself? And he's like, you didn't come back from hell alone. And he said, the Batman's not dead yet. You can still finish the job you started all those years ago. You're Gotham's original sinner. You made this city. Surely your will is stronger than his confused and broken son. And then Damien starts laughing. and goes, haha, yes, yes, yes. And he goes, tell me, what's your name? Joe Chill. Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> thought I was like, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> like, like, why not? Why not at this point? <laughs> like, this oh, my crazy. God. Okay. <laughs> so Damien's Damien's possessed by the ghost of joe chill (laughs) dick is addicted to a drug that gives him mental powers and hates everybody called brain called brain (laughs) which is amazing by the way (laughs) this book is so ridiculous and i love that about it like that's why i was like any other book i like if this was the main batman book i'd be like that's fucking lame but this one i'm like fuck it it doesn't matter it's future (laughs) when you said uh
1: this book made me laugh and I was like, oh, this is a good review. Like this book has made me laugh so many times for its ridiculousness that it's like, if it didn't make you laugh, it's like, oh, we're 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 heading to some problems here.
0: It is a good review. I think that's hilarious. It <laughs> is. It's <laughs>
3: so good.
0: <laughs> like, I can't wait to see how stupid this is going to get. And I mean that in the best possible way. Like, is Dick going to have to channel, um, like Bruce's parents to defeat the ghost of Joe Chill? Like <laughs> something's ridiculous. Let's do it. Like, fuck it. Alfred's dead. What if he brings Alfred back from the grave? Well, we'll talk about that. Later. So, <laughs> no, to bring
1: a, to bring another callback. Um, I would take Joe Chill possessed, uh, grown up Damian Batman than Thomas Wayne Batman any other day. Yes.
0: Agreed. There's very few characters I hate more than Thomas Wayne Batman, and all of them have the word Joker in their names. <laughs> so yeah. All right, next up, Batgirls number 10. I got this because they're doing like Harley Quinn covers for everything. Nice, yeah. And this is them playing D&D. Oh, that's awesome. I thought that was cute as fuck, so I had to get it. Um, and I'm pulling up the creative team. I loved this issue. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. It's basically the creative team for Wonder Woman. I should know it by heart right now. <laughs> okay, Becky Clooney and Michael Conrad doing the story. Uh, Neil Gouge doing the art. Rico Renzi with the colors and Becky Carey with the letters. They're kind of setting up the next real arc and the next big bad, which they tease that it could be killer moth, but they're like, no, it's not really killer moth style. He's there and he fights them and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not really killer moth style. And we got kind of a reveal near the end that I won't spoil it. Cause it is an end of page reveal, uh, which is really cool. Also lots of cheesecake shots of Dick Grayson, of course, <laughs> uh, which is always good. And uh, he's, he's like horny on main for like a page mm-hmm. and a half. It's great. So, uh but it's really cool and we don't we have the bat girls working together and like doing their thing. There's a really great interaction at the very beginning where they're at the library and or bookstore and they meet a cute guy and Stephanie is smitten immediately. <laughs> so we have a love interest and Cass is like uh-huh. <laughs> like she's like this is interesting. So yeah, I'm really curious to see where that goes. What if he likes them both? What if they're torn apart by a boy? I love that idea. Like it's so good. So I'm loving this book. I, a lot of people are down on this book. I think it's fine. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. I get that the portrayal of the girls seems younger, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Just enjoy fun. So, and our final DC book, a book that I'm so conflicted about because I have no idea what to think about it yet. <laughs> Although I don't know what to think about Dark Crisis, and we're four episodes, four issues in, so. <laughs> Batman versus Robin number one. Okay. So. I'll tell you my problem with the book. But let me do the creative team first. Because I do have a problem. A pretty definitive problem with this book. Mm -hmm. Oh, the credits were in a really weird place, weren't they? Right after
1: the main reveal. The first reveal.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember them being like way back. Okay. Written by Mark Wade, Art by Mahmoud Esrar. I love him. Colors by Jordi Belair. Letter by Steve Wands. Okay. My problem with this book is I like Damien way more than Bruce. Mm -hmm. And this is a book for people that like Bruce way more than
1: Damien. It definitely came off that way. Yes.
0: Yeah. And so I was kind of like, this is bullshit. (laughs) The whole time I was like, oh, boo, boo, Bruce. Like this, as we alluded to earlier, is the reveal that Alfred is back. Mm -hmm. And we got a tease in Robin that Robin or that Damien was going to bring Alfred back using Lazarus resin. Uh, so is that what happened? We don't know because something else have happened. We'll see. It looks like it's going to be a very magic based story based on the things that we've seen. Right. Which is cool. Um, I will say that I really love this scene. Yeah. Even, even though I love that character. We're speaking spoilery kind of. Um, okay. It's the Tata. We'll, I'll say yeah. what it is, but we won't talk about I, I love Zatanna and I wish they had done something more with her yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. The portrayal of it's cool. I just, I don't want a book with Batman and Robin fighting each other with Damien as the bad guy. I just don't want that. That's the opposite of what I want. I wanted to go the other way. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: I had, a, I, had a, I had a very similar problem with it too. Like, I didn't even like, I didn't even mind the, 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 uh, fuck Alfred, coming back because it's like because like, we used to joke about it it's like oh shit they killed Ralph and it's like that's not that's not an easy character to bring back out of nowhere um but it's like if oh, I'd like to differ <laughs> but if we're gonna be um, if it's gonna be fed by if we're gonna be fed by by uh, Mark Wade then sure I'm sure it's gonna be good I'm, I know it's gonna be good um my issue is that after 17 issues of a very good Robin Damien Robin book it was just so aggressive seeing him turn like this that it's like, that we didn't see like any, we didn't see any hints of it, like of like the island, like taking a hold of him just yet. So it's just, it just came off too aggressive from like Damien's side, even though that is the character, but it's like, but we've been, but we have read 17 issues of him in the very recent last 17 issues that he hasn't been like this. Like he's actually learned and been better and reading love manga. It's like, so it's like, this feels so a little out of character, but I get, we get why now, of like who the main bad, bad guy is. But it, again, maybe he's it, possessed or
0: controlled, or something yeah.
1: But like again, that, it so. just it just came off way too sudden, too fast. Where he's just like, because like obviously he's stronger than this, but mm, yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah. I hope we get a flashback issue explaining what the fuck happened. Yeah, because it was it's breakneck change in that character, and arguably the best Bat book besides Nightwing is Robin. You know, and that's yeah, it. to see it basically like I hate. I am not saying this book is doing this, but I am worried that sometimes DC will completely ignore the previous book. Uh-huh. And just be like, oh well, no, none of that matters. Don't worry about it. And then you're like, then why can- am I buying it? You <laughs> we, know, we canceled, like... we canceled
1: that book, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like you, you can yeah, you can do whatever so... you want with that character. Um yeah, and, and also the the Zatana thing where it's just like we she could have just been a she could have just been like developed more or use actually used more than just uh than that happening.
0: I mean, I saw somebody online say she's so powerful they had to do something with her to make her not be able to just solve the problem. And yeah. that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know? So but still, I mean, it's just I'm happy to see her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's about it. So, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we're four issues into Dark Crisis, and I still don't know what. To
1: and think, I don't so. know how it's going to play out because there's, there's no checklist on how to, how to follow this event. You know?
0: Exactly. Yeah, we've been hearing like little bits through CBR
1: and stuff, but even like, what? Yeah, Robin Seventeen just like ended on like a weird like this. Was this the end? Or was like like it almost like, ended like the like the Yara Flora one? Where just like it's only the beginning. Where it's just like what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, like, wait, you saying that was the beginning gonna... of him going bad? Like, but that was such a weird transition. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. Well, they do have his heart. That's yeah. the one thing I keep remembering. Okay, so yeah, we'll see. But that brings us to our final publisher of the week, Marvel. And we got a stack, so let's go through it. Miss Marvel versus or Miss Marvel and Venom. Did you? You're not reading these. I'm
1: right? waiting for the trade for this because these are just very cool to uh, team ups So I'm just, I just want to be all together.
0: Time for my catchphrase Peach Momoko. Oh, cover. nice. Oh, I know. I, it was very, very, it was a very cool cover. Any Venom Peach Momoko cover is always incredible. Mm-hmm. So, written by Jody Hauser, art by Dave Wachter, color by Eric R. C. Nega, and letter by Travis Lanham. And Jodie
1: Hauser, fuck.
0: Yeah, she's wrote this whole thing, dude. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to trade with this one. Yeah. Basically, it's, you know, these tiny robots that have been doing things. Um, she has to team up with Venom, and it's Dylan. But she doesn't know that because he looks like a full grown doom and he's Venom.
1: Oh, that's so cool. And
0: so so he's being a little too edgy because he's trying to be tough <laughs> you know, and it's great. So um, basically they discover these robots have been stealing genetic material. So they stole a bit of the symbiote. Um, they stole a bit from Moon Knight. They stole a bit from Wolverine trying to create like superpower people, immortal people basically. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go well. And there's some body horror in this that is should not be in a Miss Marvel book is what oh, I will shit, say. Nice. Look at this fucking shit. That's <sighs> early image fucking body horror. That's <laughs> like, cool. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, but basically, they have to fight all these people that got injected with this. And um, in the end, she has to summon everybody she's teamed with. So the whole team comes together. Cool. And works together. So, basically, it's her with, like, the Midnight Suns, which I think is hilarious. Such an
1: aggressive team. Like, like all of these men, all these people have killed someone,
0: or these characters have killed someone. And Miss Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. And Miss Marvel. It's fantastic. But, and then she reflects on being a hero in the end. So, I thought this was really cool. I I really enjoyed it. It's the end of the series. It's only, what, four? The four? Okay, cool. X-Men, Wolverine, Moon Knight, and Venom. So Nice. Yep. Good stuff. And Monet gets a part in it at one point, so that's good. That's cool. Always good. (laughs) So... Next up, Captain Marvel forty one. I love this cover because hmm. it's the Beyond Amazing cover.
1: Oh, so. it is very nice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's very weird though because it's like all his love interests in the little heart, but also <laughs> Aunt May and Madame Webber there. Almost kind of like mm. <laughs> that's weird. Written by Kelly Thompson, art by Juan Freguerry and Avaro Lopez, colored by Jordy Belair and letter by Clayton Cowles. Uh, so she had that magical trial where she was on trial and um she sent back to earth and they drop a dragon in new york and they have to stop it and it's great because like binary's there l'oreal is there spider woman's there they got some power right mm-hmm. and they're like all right we're gonna go fight and they, this is awesome this is an awesome moment like this shot of them all lined up looking nice. badass right yeah and there's this great moment where they run past like follow my lead ladies and then spider woman stops she goes hazmat and hazmat's eating a taco (laughs) just out of her costume she's like where have you been she's like there's a giant dragon she's like people still got to eat she's like get in your suit she's like all right (laughs) (laughs) so she gets in her suit and then the monster is defeated immediately and she's like you got to be kidding me it's so funny um but we're also dealing more with the wanda defending her in the trial thing which is really interesting trying to convince the other magicians that she's not you know a super criminal we find out this is i mean we she finds out now that this is all like an enchantress thing and she's dealing with it and the whole arc is basically carol trying to um come to grips with the fact that she can't just punch everything you know she's got to find like positive ways to to get around things And that's kind of what this established. So I thought it was pretty good. Binary goes off into space to learn how to be herself. So she's going to be gone for a bit. Hmm. So yeah, pretty cool. Now the next issue is going to be an axe crossover. Oh, cool. So we got this shot. Ha, nice. Yeah, so we'll see what's going to happen there. I'm excited. Next up. Oh, boy daredevil number three yes okay um written by chip zadarsky art by rafael Delator, colored by matt wilson lettered by clayton cowles i loved this issue because i love this idea that matt's like i gotta go fight the hand this is what i'm destined to do i'm gonna go do it but he's still worrying about new york
3: mm-hmm.
0: specifically the strong ones you know what i mean he's like wait they're still doing things <laughs> and he's like He's got this instinct of like, I got to stop with him. He's like, no, no, I have other things I have to do. And I love him being torn because his whole life has always been in New York, specifically Hell's Kitchen, but New York as a whole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And now he's like, I got to go do this thing. It just doesn't feel right for him to be doing that. I really like that. It also features the return of Cole, who I was very yes, happy to see. Me too. Because he's one of my favorite Daredevil supporting characters now. And it definitely seems to hint that he is going to be involved in what's coming up. So, very cool. We get to check in with Luke Cage, which is great. How Luke Cage is not going to take any shit from the Stromwinds, which I thought hmm. was excellent. But yeah, I, I really like this issue. It is setting him up for leaving New York. It also involves him meeting uh, um, uh teacher, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, and that's when he finds out that Frank is the leader of the hand now. Or is he not really the leader? You know, like as we know, but he doesn't know. So. <laughs> And then in happy news, we find out that Foggy is going to be going with him. So good. Good, good, good. He's making him that. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Also, in this one was the first time I saw the advertisement for Crypt of Shadows. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. It's going to be a Marvel, ho- like, like horror thing. Just that Halloween. So I think that's really cool. So. Which also the
1: other shout out that we didn't get to talk about from the Werewolf by Night teaser. That uh, man thing is going to be in there too. Yes.
0: Yes. I saw that. That's amazing. So yeah, what do you think of Daredevil?
1: Um, I, I again like I like this uh, uh, transition issue of like yeah before we really set out for like the main mission, um, and and yeah the, the torn is like yeah there's there's still that thing that, that that lingering last thing that I should take care of, but raising the fist is kind of like the the pressing thing right now, and yeah so I like that it's like he's gonna be leave, he's gonna be leaving New York with like at least like some some sense of of security that yeah. Luke K just got it. He's, he's fucking mayor now. He's definitely not going to take shit from anybody. But there's still that, there's still that looming third that, he's, that has to like, he has to let go with, with Goldie. We'll see how that Goldie's going to. Yeah. He's just going to brew it all up. And yeah, we'll see.
0: Just hovering over all of it.
1: You know? Yeah, just like, like oh. he's he split between these two, technically three, but it's like at least one's okay. Focus on that one. but we'll, And it's always that third one that's going to come back and really fucking haunt him. That's uh, so how it always goes down for Matt.
0: All right. Now, a book I'm very excited to talk about, Savage Avengers number five. Nice. Since issue one, I've been talking about what are we going to do with Conan? Because Marvel's lost the rights. And I think David Pappos has handled this as well as anyone could. Nice. I I loved this. Written by David Pappos. Drawn by Carlos Magno. Colored by Espen grutin Letter by Travis Lanham. So in this one, they're back in Conan times. Okay. And they're fighting like the Necromancer Thulsa Doom. And, um, Deathlock, Miles Morales Deathlock. Yes, is magic is used to give him his life back, so he's still a Deathlock, but now he's Miles again. Mm -hmm. So, that was what the whole previous issue was about: was him becoming like Miles controlling a Deathlock body. Okay, which is a cool ass concept, by the way. Um, So they're fighting the bad guys. We get a kiss between Anti Venom and Dagger. Oh. Which they've been teasing for about three issues. Nice. And we also get to see Cloak or r- pout a little bit about it. <laughs> he says, No, Tandy, I'm too late. And it's like, mm. and said, Watches his. Oh, I should mention the narr- narrator. It's like reading a historical text the way it's written, which is really cool because it makes sense for this. <laughs> but so in the last issue, Conan had his throat slit. I'm like, Well, that gets rid of Conan, I guess. No. Dagger uses every bit of her power and heals him, and he's back comes back and he's like doom you killed you know kill me once now it's time to repay the favor they get into a big fight and they realize that um they basically have to close this gate essentially is what it is and they're going to jump forward in time and get rid of the bad guy but someone has to stay behind to close the gate and it's conan right because it's Mm -hmm. actually his time Oh, okay and they say it's only the blood of the twice returned man could close it. Yeah. And he's, you know, yeah. so he ends up closing it and they shoot off into the future. And then we get this cool little pro script for his time. And it's just like, you know, like as he, um, for the rest of the days, he wonder what had been fallen his friends. You know, he's like after years past, he wanted to become anything. things a conqueror, a prisoner, a destroyer, a father, a king, but no matter what legacy left behind, Conan would always know this. He was an Avenger, huh. and his legend would live forever. Oh, that's cool. With the symbol up there and everything. Yeah. Like, dope. Such a dope move. I love it. And then we get a postscript where the rest of the team, including Deathlock, who appears to be a part of the team, um, is thrown forward in time, and they're attacked by Punisher 2099. Oh, shit. So now we're in 2099. I'm very excited. <laughs> so, that's cool. I'm loving this. The first arc was so good. David just is David can make, take something that could be ordinary and make it amazing. I nice. love that. Now we're going to talk about a book I cannot wait to talk about. I'm so excited to talk about this with this way because it's right up his alley. Midnight Suns number one. Yes. Okay, so cover A. hmm. I also got this cover. The,
1: I almost considered that one, but then I was like, I don't want to be Zoe. I don't want to see Zoe like that.
0: But then I got this cover. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Midnight Suns. For those who don't know, Midnight Suns was an imprint in the '90s of basically the the horror and really dark characters in Marvel, and doing like magic solutions and stuff. This isn't quite as dark, but I still love the the roster, and I think we have a lot of potential. And it is very magic based, written by Ethan Sachs, drawn by Luigi Zagaria colored by Antonio Fabella and letter by Joe Sabino. So basically, this is all revolving around Zoe. We knew she was going to be involved, but she's heavily involved, more so than I thought she would be. Mm -hmm. And essentially, she seems to be the center of a big, bad, magical apocalypse, and that she needs to be involved to stop it, essentially. Um, I will say this is my first time seeing Zoe in zombie form where it wasn't drawn by Ramos. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so this looks fucking cool. By oh, I way. know. I loved That's it too. That's a badass design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we also like various people get involved, and slowly but surely, as it does, a superhero team is formed. And what a team! <laughs> let me tell you, because we got Magic, Iliana, Blade. Uh, we got Nico Minoru. We got the best ghost rider. No, <laughs> Kushala. Oh fuck. Um, yeah. Arguably, yes. We got well, I I'm a Robbie Reyes guy, but yeah. <laughs> um Wolverine. Uh and then we also get a tease of our boy Doctor Doom for a villain. He spends a lot of time on the side of good. <laughs> like, <laughs> or or fixing he was, bad, yeah. He was a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while there. Like <laughs> like it's funny. I
1: okay, get or did he also but, make an appearance during during the the Dark Hole event?
0: yes yeah yeah like he just keeps popping up on the good side um but yeah i like this a lot and being a big fan of strange academy i also like that we got a little bit more like spotlight on zoe and desi who don't get a spotlight in that book right I fucking love so desi. i thought that was really cool yeah but yeah i really liked it what do you think It's um, your first delve into the midnight suns
1: it's a, it's a lot of fun of course it's, it's gonna be like if, if, if i got a chance to handpick of a, a list a specific list of marvel heroes to call them midnight suns i would probably gravitate towards towards all of these um but also who's teased but hasn't made the reveal yet um it seemed like clea also saw the vision there's like the one the one panel where she's like oh i'll get my cloak yeah. like oh she's gonna show up um so 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 we'll see so we'll see on that part but yeah i love i, I love the team the, the zoe transform the zoe reveal was really really cool i i hope that comes into play or maybe even stay later if she gets to be comfortable in 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 that skin so it's like like literally right uh for the school that's literally meant for that so it's like why well, has something to hold you back or like you look you look great and yeah having kushela back back is just is awesome yeah i love this team I, i'm really excited for how this is all going to play out
0: yeah it makes me want to go back and read the original run nice. which is very based around The writers, mostly. The Mm -hmm. original one, so... all right, and that brings us to one of the most confusing books that Marvel makes, (laughs) but I still love it. (laughs) Fucking hell. Venom number 10. But in Ewing we trust. Yes, it's good. It's good. It's just confusing. Written by Al Ewing, penciled by Brian Hitch, lettered by Andrew Curry, colored by Alex Sinclair, and lettered by Clayton Cowles. It is an Eddie issue, first of all. Yep. Not a Dylan issue. And... So we're dealing with this, this world with all the 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 king of the symbiotes, all the former kings of the symbiotes, and we've been getting used to all these people, including Bedlam, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, essentially, from what I understand, they're all Eddie, <laughs> basically, they're all Eddie at different points in time, yes, and and that's fucked up, and my brain. There's so much wibbly wobbly timey wimey in Venom right now. And it's so crazy <laughs> in Venom <laughs> and it's Venom. I know <laughs> like like we ran into Kang. I'm like, oh, thank God we got that out of the way. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um It's really cool. And I love when it gets pieced together. Yes. Like when we saw the bit with in from the first issue where Dylan is getting out and the dad, his dad tells him two different things. And we find out it's actually two different versions of Eddie from different times timelines. Right. Telling him different things. I thought that was cool. Like, and so I think this is all gonna start tying together like that. And we do see a bit of that in this issue too. But it's like, oh god, what happened to him to make him like this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like and then we get a tease of another Eddie, (laughs) like, you know, and it's a really good book. And I'm so curious to see where it is going. And what's is his name Meridius? Yes. He's fucking terrifying and fucked up looking so yeah like i can only imagine what he's capable of so uh but yeah really interesting i thought it was really cool what do you think
1: i love how it tied it back to the first issue with like the 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 ugly venom but it's like we had to see it play out to where it's just like oh that thing we just completely disregarded from the beginning was just like was that thing that, was, that gives you the answers that you just yeah like i said disregard uh, I, I love that design i love this like design of just like this absorbed venom um but yeah like we'll, and we'll see what the seventh yeah what the seventh venom is because it's just such a classic looking hand but it's like who are you like all your fingertips glow <laughs> like oh yeah it's got it's got the like the patch like the patch, yeah the, the fucking webbing. webbing yeah which we haven't seen in a while um well, yeah or he, ha- he has it now but it's not really how he's how he uses it yeah. Uh, it look it looks like Spider Man in his black suit, not even Venom. That's the thing. To yeah, me. kind of. He's got the long so, nails, but yeah, it's like a little yeah, mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see, because like you said, it's a ve- it is a very confusing book since we started this ten issues. Uh, but it but I like how it is taking its time to then like to to take time to, to show those reveals to make sense of those reveals of like take of literally taking its time by time traveling. Uh, yeah, and Ewing, we
0: trust. Yeah, yeah definitely. Always willing to give it a shot. So, yeah. <laughs> next up, Edge. Oh, we're going to talk. Sorry, oh, I missed to say we're going to talk about Spidey books. <laughs> Venom. There we go. Edge of Spider Verse number three. I got the Night Spider cover because, of course, I fucking nice. did. It's, it's fucking. It's, it's Black Cat. Why wouldn't I get it? So, anyways, um, there are multiple stories. So, again, quick fire. Nikesh Shukla, Mark Bagley, David Baldion. Paco Medina, Gerardo Sandoval, Abhishek Mosuni, um, Edgar Delgada, Israel Silva, Andrew Crossley, Eric Arsenega, Joe Caramagna, Dan Slot, Sumeya Singh, uh, Brian Reber, Joe Caramagna, Sanshiro Kasama, Hikaru Isugi, Zach Davidson, Joe Caramagna, and Arata Mamos. Uh, so, the three variants of Spider Man featured here are Spider Man India, Night Spider, and Sakura Spider. uh spider-man india was actually really cool he's like a martial artist nice and i love it because he's like like here's the design so he's got like the baggy pants Mm -hmm. and he's got slippers on yeah which i think is a really cool touch and it's really cool it's just like a thing to kind of introduce who he is it doesn't really jump into it too much um it also points out that he's aware of the multiverse and he travels it so it's pretty interesting um the, Gw- uh, the Gwen, or not the Gwen, the Felicia one is great because she's basically a thief who then gets spider powers and is like, oh, now I'm a really great thief. And her best friend is Gene DeWolf. And because of her powers, she becomes so good at stealing <laughs> that it doesn't hold any thrill for her anymore. So she turns herself in. Oh. Because she's like, it's boring. She's like, go ahead and arrest me. Maybe I'll break out. Maybe that'll be exciting, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when. um. That's when uh, um, Anya Corazon pops up and is like, hey, we need your help. She's like, oh, this might be exciting. And it's like, Gene," and basically bails. Like, so it's great. And then Sakura Spider, of course, is the manga-inspired spider. And look at this. Oh, I love this so much. That is really cool. I love it. The design is fantastic. And it's really cool. It's like her origin and everything. And um, I love the hoodie. I think it's really cool. She gets recruited by Madam Web to also, you know, take part in everything. So we get a preview of the next one. And this is going to be the most fucking nuts issue of this book so far. Because there's, first of all, there's Spider-Ham. <laughs> so let's just, just immediately. Secondly, I've been hearing a lot about this one. Oh, yeah, me too. Then, also, the third one is... The spider buggy <laughs> is going to oh, be a character. My God. Yes. Is it going to be a world of cars? <laughs>
1: like, it's okay. I, it, in recent years. It's more prominent. It's been prominent coming out in uh, in the, the wasteland eras. True. Because so, they, we'll they, they ride that one around over there. So
0: we'll see. But bananas. I love it. So that brings us to our. Oh, no, not our final Spidey book. But we will talk about Amazing Spider-Man really quick. Uh, number nine this is dealing with the aftermath of the Hellfire Gala, which is good because I thought they were just going to forget that MJ is being oh, possessed. Yeah. Written by Zeb Wells, art by Patrick Gleason, color by Marcio Meneses, and letter by Joe Magna. And yeah, essentially it is them dealing with the fact that she's possessed by Moira and Wolverine and Peter having to work together about it. I love that. I love Wolverine and Peter together. I think it's one of the cooler team-ups in Marvel. And I'll, they use it often, but it still doesn't get old for me. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy it um also we get gray crow quite a bit in this one which i thought was great more gray crow please but after all this and then in the end it's it just comes down to peter and mj and how they feel about each other and it's just i need to know what happened zeb (laughs) okay like it's it's been really good it's been a good build up it's also the first issue of this run that's done by somebody other than ramita so that's right that was that was interesting. So, but I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was cool. Again, I like that they followed up on the Hellfire Gala. It's nice as a little one shot follow up. What would you think? Um,
1: God, the the new Norman suit is pretty cool. But because it's like the Hellfire Gala tie-in, I wish you would have kept the whole the, the Hellfire suit for the whole issue. Right. It's it's such a good yeah. good suit. I I, I oh. put it in the video games, but just put it in there so I can like keep looking at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a good follow up. Um, it was just such a different paces like yeah we're we're. it's almost on purpose that like, we've been slowly just like stepping away from like that main story from like almost like the last two spidey issues um but just like to just, like to obviously just touch up on the on these uh last chapters before we really hopefully focus on what really happened
0: right exactly yep now we're going to go to our final spidey book and i saved this for last because it is a finale and man if we had fun with this book spider punk number five Written by Cody Ziglar, art by Justin Mason, colors by Jim Char- Charlampidis, and letter by Travis Lanham. Jose, please tell me you read this book. Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank God. I just want to make sure. I love this because basically the crew gets together. The band forms. They're now a super group. And Daredevil shows up. Hulk shows up. And there's just so many great moments. Hulk thrash was an amazing yes. moment. Uh, I knew you'd love that. <laughs> And just yeah, just wrapping up this whole thing. Uh, Riri has probably the moment of the series with how she manages to take out the Sentry, which oh, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I like that they literally rocked Osborne to death, which is fantastic. <laughs> Such a ridiculous concept for this book. The fact this man is taking over Miles is I'm just like yes, let's go, let's fucking go. Like it could be ridiculous, but yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a great ending. Um, I love the last shot that they went, they went landscape for it. Yeah. And that you can see the the broken statue of Osborne's head in the mm-hmm. corner. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I want more of this world. I enjoy this world. Hopefully they'll tie into edge of spider verse eventually. So
1: oh, that'd be cool. I mean, like that's where he made his debut. So it's like in spider verse. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, dude? Uh, this is actually just such a fun, fun, uh, fun book where just it didn't have to take itself too seriously. And then just like, you just like feel the love for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like how we joked around there. We just like, well, that's a very unfair team just by the war century alone. So it's like, I like that. Yeah. that I like that. That's what had to happen to just like even the odds because that it really did had to happen.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: but I loved it. Like, I re, I really did have a, a lot of fun. Like obviously, it's like the him just rocking out. Like and that's literally like the how they solved it was just like really was, was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So cool. More of that, please. And we're going to make our trip over to Krakoa to wrap up the day. Let's start with X-Men, House of XCII number five. (laughs) This book, written by Steve Fox, drawn by Sava Aspen, colored by Israel Silver, and lettered by Joe Sabino. So this is the one based on the 92 animated series. So it's Krakoa, but everything is different. And it's Trask inside of Nimrod attacking the X-Men. And he actually kills a lot of people. Oof. Um and we got Dark Beast, <laughs> which is Beast who was killed in Otherworld and resurrected, and now he's evil. And he wants to basically use the chimera that Sinister have been designing to fight Nimrod. Ooh. And shows an example of this fucking monstrosity that has like Cyclops' visor and all this other shit. Oh my god. <laughs> the ugliest character design I've ever seen. I love it. Um, and they use him, and he basically tackles Nimrod and uses a combination of Nightcrawler and Leela Cheney's teleporting powers to teleport them both into the sun, and they die. So it was all really relatively easy. Then they're dealing with the Jubilee thing. Jubilee is like you know critically hurt, and um, she doesn't think because she has Moira MacTaggert's powers, she's like, I don't think I am going to have enough power to you know restart the world again. And then Jean uses the power of the Phoenix and gives it to Jubilee. So she has one more chance to restart the earth. Nice. Restart the thing. And that takes her back to when she's just a mall rat in the mall playing the X-Men arcade game, by the way. And before she meets the X-Men. So it's cute. It was a lot of fun. And it was just like the Kirkoan version of that, which was absolutely ridiculous. And I loved it. So. Yep. Now we're going to talk about (laughs) some serious ass (laughs) X-Books. This is a transition. Let me tell you. X-Men Red, number six. Yes. I'll give you my one-line review before I read the creative team. Why is this book so damned good? That's an incredible cover. I love I that. Had, I,
1: mean, I, got cover, I got cover A, but I just, like, subbing out of the devs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So good.
0: One me over. Written by Al Ewing. Drawn by Stefano Caselli. Colored by Federico B. And lettered by Ariana Mayer. So we're dealing with the with the attack and the aftermath, specifically, of Uranus on erico because yes. he just left behind all these machines that are still killing people and we really get to see well first of all we get to see nova which is really cool mm-hmm. more nova and everything please um but we get to see all these erico and mutants actually step up and become a thing because we, we, there were so many thrown at us that only like two ever made an impact yeah really. and we finally get to see several make an impact which is really really or cool. or if not they were villains
1: like fucking like tarn yeah like tarn
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking specifically Tarn is the one I was thinking Mm -hmm. of. And the eyeball, basically. And, well, Iska, but we know her before. Anyways. um, Yeah, so first of all, Magneto's not dead, (laughs) so let's just get that out of the way. But this motherfucker (laughs) has so much control over his powers that he uses his magnetic powers to continually pump his blood despite the fact he does not have a heart. (laughs) Magneto is overpowered. (laughs) I'm just gonna throw that out there. And meanwhile, he's still killing things. <laughs> he's he's not just using all his power for that. So, A lot happens here. And we can't go over all of it, but there's a lot of really cool moments, a lot of characters, including Wrong Slide and um, Abigail Brand being resurrected when she was trying to avoid the resurrection queue. Yes. Which is really interesting <laughs> to see where that's going to go. But the big thing that happens here is we get the revelation of with the Quiet Council, on Uncarcoa, there were forced four tables. In in Eriko, there were only three, and then there was the, what is it? The night seats. Yeah, the the, the, were, the night seats. Yeah, hidden. They were hidden, and we get the revelation of who they are. And it's first of all, I know it's not. I know it doesn't say Sisa, but she's going to be Sisa in my head because that makes me smile. I just imagine it's the rapper. So Sisa of the Smoke, the Fisher King, he who has no name. And my boy stepping up, taking the crown he has deserved. <laughs> Roberto the Costa Sunspot. Which, how did he get picked? <laughs> like, what? Like, I love it, but fuck Bobby, no. <laughs> like, But yeah, they reveal that they are the, the night seats. And that's when Eric Cohen society does things they don't necessarily agree with. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't necessarily fit their their morality, their warlike things. So
1: It even said that Genesis, Apoc- Apocalypse's wife, hated them so much that she killed them all so they wouldn't be there anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's so good, and I love this because we find out at the end of this this is going to be the team that goes to Uranos and kicks his fucking ass. <sighs> and we get this awesome shot of the team. Yeah. Which I
1: love. Like This is such a dope team.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved this, it was so good And then we got Judgment Day, but I wanted to get your opinion on this Because fucking hell
1: uh, I mean, th- this this is awesome Because um, yeah, we got Sabinar su- of the Depths That just like really came into play uh, Like Duke of the Stars Just being such a cool, ominous character Again, mm-hmm. like like Fucking Sabinar, his blood is a fucking Ocean <laughs> You can just drown anything, anyone, any place In an instant If he so wills it like duke of the stars who the fuck knows where, where, where she could like banish you from or two um uh, but yeah like uh robert roberto just coming in clutch with this like just cool new team just like, and then just could, having everybody convinced being like yo this asset actually has to happen it's not going against our rules we should fucking band together and it's like again like and with the little girl in the beginning insult, calling like, insult insult with like the word help but we're going to work around this. We're going to word it differently to where it's actually acceptable and we can move forward as
0: a people together. <sighs> and then just, I, I actually meant to bring up that human from the beginning. I thought that was a really cool story.
1: It was a cool one. And then for them to show, I was like, bro, like we, we accept you as our own. Like he, he, he went into what, to, to, to study the dirt over, yeah, over the terraform. To see how they changed it. Red right, yeah. to, to over the terraform terraform. Uh, but then he became one of the people. He grew to love the land and the people, and just like ah, and then he, he stood had-
0: up when it, he stood up when they needed him. Exactly. He's like, "Go, I'll distract <laughs> him." Like, and they're like, "Fuck, you're one of us now, bro." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Only totally was that easy. And
1: then the storm and Magneto circuit,
0: which I love that oh Twitter's been going crazy that
1: they have like uh, mutant circuit sex, which is kind of true. Like even their dialogue was like, "Oh, is that aftercare?" It's like, "Yes, it is, buddy." And that's that aftercare is important. But what they did, like how they unleashed like that energy just to melt this thing down, what oh, was so fucking good.
0: It was incredible. It's continues to be arguably the best textbook. Yeah. I mean, if you told me it was, I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah. I would probably I might disagree with you, but I wouldn't argue with you. <laughs> so. so. And that brings us to Acts, Judgment Day number four, written by Kieran Killen <laughs> Drawn by Valerio, I can't, man. Look, it's too much. Drawn by Valerio Rositi, colored by Marte Grassi, and lettered by Clayton Cowles. Well, that went badly. <laughs> like so, a lot, a lot happens, and so much of it is one panel checking in with one character and finding out how they were judged. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. We're not going to recap them all because there were a billion. But so much of this is actually about Eros and how they're trying to basically. Get Drug out from being the head eternal. And I think it was a pretty clever move on their part, uh, the way they're able to do it. Mm-hmm. And basically, they call for an emergency vote. Eros has voted as prime eternal. So Drug's like, oh, fuck that. Let Uranus out. <laughs> basically, it's like, oh, fuck. So now we're going to have to deal with that. So we're going to be dealing with Uranus attacking. <sighs> as a follow up to X Men Red, we might have seen the end of a character which yeah we're not going to talk about that i I, I don't have the emotional depth to talk about that right now and then we get to see the eternal or the celestial has made his decision fuck earth y'all suck (laughs) thumbs down and then we get essentially the rapture it's like a biblical rapture is what happens yeah and, was, and it's
1: fucked was steve just barely saved by vibranium like is that what happened because the person below below him not no but even though they probably should have been
0: that's the question he's also tough you know what i mean i mean like, he is he's tough but he was also person. he was also his judgment failed so it's like why not him too i think it's the shield i think i think they're just essentially doing the shield um mm-hmm. uh, but also his toughness helped him you know survive it in the end so yeah Holy fuck. That went badly. <laughs> like it's So, yeah, man. I'm so curious to see what's going to happen. Because <laughs> the thing is, is we don't get another. I don't think we get another Judgment Day. Oh, we get one more this month. Okay, good. I was going to say, because we got X-Force, X-Men Red, and then Judgment Day. Fantastic Four, Avengers, Axe, Avengers, ASM. Ooh, so, like, right. a lot happening before the next one. So, but. But we do get one more this month, so that's good.
1: Yeah one, yeah, one more this month, and then it's taking everybody's turn before we come back to six. Holy shit.
0: That's how I'm like, mm, it's going to be big impacts. <laughs> and the tag for the next issue is just simply, it's too late. That's yeah. literally all it says. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, meanwhile, Craven's out in the Arctic with his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> like, being like judge me <laughs> like what the fuck man <sighs> thanks buddy thanks for helping out thanks for helping humanity you asshole but man what a book what a, what an event it, this it, event's it's been, been insane a great event and it's like
1: the even a, a, such a different pace to like it's kind of a slow pace because like there's so many books um, but god damn it like the impact of it all he's like, down to, to like the first page of judgment day 4 um is just so important because any every other time, well, if Cap's there, he's probably gonna say the right things, and it's all at the very least, it's all gonna be okay. But this motherfucker fails, so it's 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 pen, pen, pandemonium everywhere because now nobody can hold it together. Because if Cap failed, then we're all fucked, right? That's the definition of the six one six since forever. Is how we like to play it out. So yeah, to just really feel the implication of like. No, we are actually being judged and There's nothing we can do about it. And then only to have like this pre- pretty cool plan come into play. Like the, the whole Unimind scene was really cool. Only for the selector to be like, "Oh, you thought you could get, you thought you could give me the ultimate gaslight move? Fail.
0: <laughs> We're
1: also screwed."
0: It's fucked, dude. <laughs> like, uh, I can't wait to see where it's going. It's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> all right, that's. Every book I have for this week, uh, what have you what else have you been reading? Considering it's a short week and you've been very busy, I'm assuming not a lot. Dude, <laughs> nothing. Like I've yeah, okay, no. right. totally understandable. I have a little bit of stuff to talk about. I finally scored my trade paperback version of Bolero. Yes. I'm very excited to reread. I've already reread it, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, and I'm rereading through it again. So <laughs> I also got in the mail. A Kickstarter package Ooh. and I already posted it online but I'm excited to show it off so this is for the uh anthology that our good buddy Justin edited yes which is the color of always fuck yeah and lg lgbtqa plus qia plus love anthology with lots of really great stories in it I've already read through it really enjoy it it came with a bunch of extras so I'm gonna show them off First of all, the B cover for Alice in Leatherland, which I did not have. Oh, that's cool! Yes, I'm very excited about that. Also, Commander Rao number one from Fellhound. Mm, nice, that's which cool. I was, which I've always wanted to hunt down. So I'm glad I don't have to. Uh, and as far as little extras go, I got a um, a journal, like a rainbow journal.
1: That's cute.
3: That's
1: very yep.
0: cute. Uh, I got some stickers. You got the color of always right. thing. You got a hello my Nip pronouns are oh. one. And you get a pow one. <laughs> so, um, I also got a door hanger that says "Making Comics." Ooh, and the stuff that I think Josue will most love—some little prints, including some tarot cards. <gasps> so here's the lovers. Oh, that is pretty. Here is—I don't think this one's marked. Well, I'll show you, anyways. Ah, so. What? And then this is this is the two of cups, I think. Yes. So, yeah. And then I got some actual prints from the book, that you can check out here. Oh, nice. Uh, this one, I like that one a lot. Yeah, just gives me Gert vibes. Um, a knight carrying a pride flag. Oh, like. that is so sick. <laughs> I like this one a lot. I thought you'd like it a lot. Oh, that's because the well, coloring that. and stuff. Yeah. And then this one. Wow, this is actually a really cool set. So, I got a lot. It's yeah. really cool. It's a really great value for what I got. And uh yeah, I highly recommend it. I have a digital copy, so I'll shoot it over to you because mm-hmm. I don't need it. That way you can read the anthology itself. Oh yeah, so. thanks. But yeah, um, that's everything I've been reading. And with that in mind, those are the issues that we had this week. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. You can find me at podcast Keith. You can find our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz. You can find Hosway at Hosway Reads Hosway. You can find our show at WHI Podcast on Twitter. There you'll be alerted whenever a new episode comes out. It's usually on Saturday mornings, but it does come with a complete list of every book that we did review that week so you know exactly what there is there is to read. And also with timestamps so you know exactly where to jump to if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing. So make sure to check us out on Twitter once again, WHI Podcast. And you can listen to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including the place you're currently listening to it. Uh, so, you can also listen to our other show Jukebox Vertigo at jukebox Vertigo. This is our biweekly musical show where we build a playlist with our friends. The next episode, which will come out next Monday, is a very special episode and it 's about soundtracks, mm-hmm. and we are joined by our good friends Case and Matt from certain POV and i 'm very, very excited because we 're getting to know these people better, and it 's so much fun. I really enjoy it, and I think you're going to enjoy the episode. so that'll come out on Monday morning. Later that evening, around seven PM, usually, Hostway does a live stream for a listening party with all the songs that were added on Twitch. You can find him there at Hostway Plays Hostway. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Check it out live because he gets copyright struck all the hell, and you'll never hear any of the songs. Um, but that is it for now. Do not forget to bagboard and box your new treasures, and we'll see you next week with a new batch of beautiful books. Stay safe and read more comics.